1: you know, it's still fun watching the the show come alive. The lights come on. The you know, on the air flashes. You know, big bright red and white, uh, and the um, the theme music hits and away we go. And it's, I still get a kick out of this because it, you know, it, it's from sitting at a desk here by myself, and, and then the next second I'm broadcasting to the to the whole world. This is kind of wild when you think about it. So we are living in, in – uh, what is it uh, Charles Dickens said? Uh, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was um, – the rest of it I don't remember. But anyway, I do it in that voice. That was Ronald Coleman, an uh, old British actor who was in the, the, uh, the black and white version of, of The Tale of Two Cities. Ronald Coleman used to speak like this, and he had this almost kind of nasal sort of quality to his voice. And you're going to understand him every time he spoke. He didn't look like he's, he sounded like this. actually looked like he sound like, like some kind of a ruffian, but he actually spoke with a rather classic British accent. Anyway, so that's how that works. So I so want Ronald Coleman. Where did that come from? I don't know. I don't know where this stuff comes from, comes from that I talk about on the show. I really don't. It, it, it just kind of happens. All right. So a lot is going on. Uh, first of all, this is, let me get my notes here. I'm actually going to use my notes today. This might be uh, a novel experience. Uh, but March 1st, this is March 1st, 2023. Uh, I started the radio full-time March 1st of 2017. So this is the sixth anniversary of my full-time radio career, uh, except for a, a slight involuntary uh, absence, which is not my fault. Uh, Someone else bought the station I was working for. Um, But other than that, I've been pretty consistent weekdays, including a lot of holidays, which has been great fun. So I've loved every minute of it, uh, almost (laughs) a couple of of things have gone wrong. I double double booked a guest once and some others. They were learning. They were growing pains as anything else. So my first year in radio was a little crazy. Uh, Fortunately, Mike Bates had a lot of patience with me at the WBY. We worked out everything that we we could. And then four months later, I was gone. (laughs) So it's just one of those, those crazy – I was just getting the hang of it. you know. We were just building our audience. Things were going great, and all of a sudden, boom. Okay, right, well, change is good, <laughs> maybe. Um, but that's it. So six years, and uh, I have a lot more to do. Oh, I have so much more to do. Uh, meeting new people all the time, uh, there are just people are coming out everywhere. Uh, in fact, it's amazing actually how many people turn me down. You'd be surprised how many people turn down the, the opportunity to be on radio. I'm not sure why. I mean, how, how often do you get a chance? I mean, I, you know, those who's out there begging to do it. It's like a military pilots to say, well, I didn't really know what to do. Artillery, you know, you know, F-18 fighters, you know, know, or what what am I going to do? Right. Uh, I picked the jets, you know, and they're like, wait a minute, we don't kill for that job. (laughs) What's wrong with you? You know, or the people like, no, I was an airline pilot for a while, but uh, I I got tired of it. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) You know, so for everybody that, um, that is is bored on their job, that's a really special job. There's like a million people that would take it in a second. That's just kind of how that works radio is the same thing. I mean, millions of people want to be radio hosts. Fortunately, now you can do it. It uh, doesn't mean you're going to be a good host, but it means that anybody can be a host. Things like Blog Talk and all the other podcast services uh, allow and Rumble and a bunch of other places allow anybody to, to just do this. The hard part is that so many people are doing it, it's hard to kind of rise above the crowd, although I think we have something unique and special here, and that's what's going to allow us uh, to rise up. And so this is a show about ideas, and my latest idea, uh, as of this morning, about two hours ago, is that we need to start a work at CPAC. And the rumor is that Brandon is bringing back the draft. Okay, Brandon, is it true? So I've, I've uh, texted a few very important people who can actually do this, right? Uh, this is the beauty of where I am now. I actually know people that, that can do really cool stuff. Anyway, so I've texted the people I know and said, hey, so let's get this rumor going at <laughs> back that Brandon is bringing back the draft. And, their whole, and I, put, I put this on Facebook a little bit earlier this morning. The, the whole purpose of this is to stop the war in Ukraine, stop them playing. And if anybody remembers uh, Vietnam, and I'm calling Ukraine, you know, the Republic of Ukraine, Vietnam, um, that uh, the, the thing that stopped the war in Vietnam was not um, – well, stopped the protest was not the war ending because the war didn't end uh, after the protest stopped. The war went on for about three years. What stopped the protest was that the draft ended. And I think the draft ended about 72 or maybe earlier, and the war ended in 75. And so you had three years of war that wasn't covered anywhere near as much simply because there was no draft. People didn't have to go. Those that did go volunteered, and there's somehow kind of this fatalistic thing that, well, you volunteered, you know, it's your fault. No, that's not the case. People don't volunteer in order to go sacrifice and die for for some stupid cause. That's not why they do it. They do it for for love of country, love of, of citizen, and a bunch of other things that are just unbelievable. Um, But the problem is not the the people's willingness uh, to serve. The problem is the people who send them to places they shouldn't go. Uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, Korea, (laughs) Vietnam, uh, Bosnia, Syria. The list goes, you know, it's rather an extensive list. Uh, Anyway, so I think that the the last decent military uh, episode of ours, I think was Gerald Ford during the Mayaguez rescue. And I always think of that too, because Gerald Ford, did the right thing. He actually sent the military in to rescue sailors of the ship that had been uh, kidnapped. I'm not sure. It was was off the coast of Vietnam or wherever it was. It was was basically boarded, pirated, and kidnapped. And that's happened a few times in our history. I think Israel attacked one of our ships, the Liberty. Liberty. Uh, It was a spy ship, uh, but it was still attacked. And I don't know how that screwed up. I don't think that was intentional. But it was a really big, massive screw up. And of course, then there was a cover up. Uh, The other one is, what was that ship? The Pueblo. The pub, I think the Pueblo was captured off Korea, and the military, I don't think, was sent in. And those, those sailors were, were imprisoned for, as prisons of war you know, for a year or more. But Gerald Ford sent in the, the, uh, the Navy to the Mayaguez. And the other one was when the, the Navy, I think, uh, sent uh, the folks in. Um, Tom uh, Hanks made this movie about this captain uh, who was kidnapped by Somali pirates. And the Navy went in and rescued him, and basically the, the snipers killed the Somali pirates. Okay, that's a good use of the military. That's what it's for. And, and Trump, rather than start an entire war and spend trillions of dollars, you know, killed uh, al-Baghdadi and uh, Soleimani. Okay, so you, you kill two people with special forces, uh, the war's over. <laughs> it's done. That's it. Okay, uh, that's, the, that's the fastest way to end it. And so a lot of times, you know, a really good assassination, you know, of one person can save the lives of millions of people on both sides. It's not people that, that start wars. Governments do. People have to fight them. But it's governments to start wars. If the government stops wars, you know, then they don't fight. That's what, uh, that's what Trump was all about. And so the best thing we can do, I think, now as citizens is to call all the as, – as patriotic Americans, as America firsters, as Trump supporters especially, is, is talk to every liberal talk show you can and ask the host, is Brandon bringing back the draft so we can fight in the, U- in the Ukraine? Okay? Now, obviously, that's not true. Well, actually, it may be true. Maybe I'm maybe I'm actually saying something that is true, and I don't know it. Uh, as far as I know, it's it, – all disclaimers here – as far as I know, it is not true that they, the White House has plans, you know, with, as they illegally occupy it, to bring back the draft, uh, which would be really interesting to raise the question, you know, should women be drafted? Well, yeah, men are. That's equal protection. That's, that's what the law says, states. 14th Amendment, equal protection of laws. Now, does that mean women should be in combat in all the same places that the, the, the world's toughest guys are? No, it doesn't. But it means that a draft is a draft. And you can be drafted for the band. <laughs> you know, I was a tuba player. You know, what in high school? What if I was drafted after high school to serve in the military as a, as a tuba player? Okay, I'll go. Where are you going to send me? You know, Frankfurt, Germany? <laughs> okay, I can live with that. You know, and, and so there's, there's all, you know, just because you're drafted, where you serve, that's the question. And there's no way they'd have me on the front lines. Even at my, my peak of athletic ability, I was still completely uncoordinated. And there was no way I would be useful to anybody as an infantry soldier. Now, as a strategist, yeah, I'm a pretty smart guy. You know. So I, obviously I'm not, the, 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 I'm not um, infantry material. But uh, I think, uh, I don't know, intelligence maybe. At least I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see what happens. All right. So that's the rumor. So you all got to get out and start a rumor that Brandon is bringing back the draft. That's the first thing. Second thing is our themes this week. We've got sort of a, a, a theme that uh, our, our society is is, is presently purging uh, all the hardworking men that can do stuff. And the second theme is that all the straight white men are, are being purged from government. So the most victimized group in society today, the most marginalized community, the the, the minority that is persecuted the most is straight white, especially Christian men uh, who can do stuff. <laughs> So that's what we're focusing on. So uh, I like to think I'm in that group. Uh, I know I'm in the white, straight white man group. Uh, I, I think I can do stuff. <laughs> so far, I've been able to manage to, to accomplish a lot of things. So, uh, and what happens is when you take out all the straight white guys that can do stuff, society is going to collapse. It just does because we do a lot of the work. You know, do we do all of it? No. Are there a lot of hardworking other people? Yes. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the purging of straight white men who can do stuff from both industry, business, and government. That's a problem. So we'll talk about that. Good news is that Lori Lightfoot's out. I don't know how she ever got in. She was hopeless to begin with. Uh, I'm not sure which globalist Marxist supported her and why, why Chicagoans were so stupid as to elect her in the first place. But she's out. So that's the good news. Uh, the bad news is she's going to be replaced by a Democrat. So Chicago will continue down its path uh, into uh, whatever uh, depraved pit it is going into. One of the things I've been wondering for a while, um, as I go through my list of of little talking points today, uh, is why the Democrats didn't steal the House. Now, we know the Democrats steal elections. We know the Republicans let Democrats steal the elections. We know that the Democrats stole the House in 2018 because they overturned seven uh, California Republican seats uh, to do it. I'm pretty sure they they, they stole the House in 2020 as well. But my question is, why didn't they steal the House in 2022? Look at all the trouble they're having now. Republicans are, are doing things. You know, I mean, um, you know, Kevin McDeep State can try and keep a, a, a lid on uh, on patriotism as much as he can so he can serve his, his deep state masters. You know, but the truth is that uh, some some real investigations are actually breaking out. Some real questions are being asked. Now, the question is, will they be allowed to do anything? I don't know. But I'm just, you know, and I, I wonder, I like to wonder things that no one else is wondering about. So I'm wondering why. I'm wondering Why? The Democrats did not steal the House this time, because they would have gotten away with it because of the geldings, the gelding old party, the the Republican geldings. All right. So those are my talking points. We've got about 20 minutes before um, Wendy gets here. Oh, here's one last point. I I forgot this part, too. So for those who've been listening regularly, and hopefully everybody is, um, I've entered a competition. uh, Actually, I've entered Action Radio and me in a competition um, from this new challenges whatever website. And with a grand prize of like $50,000, which would be really helpful to, uh, to me at Action Radio at this time. But the point is that it's one of the categories, the category I entered. And I may have entered the wrong category, but nothing really fit what we do. But there's other prizes, so who knows? We'll see. But uh, I entered the most creative. And I believe this is the most unique and creative show in the world today. We have people that are not professional broadcasters. Uh, we have folks that are experts in, in their fields. We have fascinating people from young to old. Uh, All over the country, Uh, we have the only citizen legislature attached to a radio show in the world today. Uh, I've checked. There may be others starting after after us, but uh, we certainly were the first. And as far as I know, the only uh, radio show that actually writes citizen legislation and supplies it to all levels of government. Oh, by the way, things are heating up in Australia uh, with the Australian Bill of Individual Rights. I'll have more details for you on that uh, shortly. But Australia, uh, I know you're listening. And uh, this is wonderful. Of course, you're listening by podcast. It's like you know, two in the morning there. (laughs) feel tomorrow uh, morning but uh, but it's um, maybe not quite that bad no it's it's probably about maybe 11 11 at night. anyway it's uh, it's late for Australians to be listening live but you never know you know stranger things have happened right maybe out in Perth you know in the western where it's a little bit uh, earlier uh, but we'll see anyway so Perth listeners you can always get on live chat and uh, type in and let us know what's going. I need an Australian reporter. I want a reporter in, in England. I, I need a, like a, a middle Europe Western Europe reporter. I need a Canadian reporter. Uh, I've already got Josie for Central and South America, uh, but it'd be nice to have somebody in Argentina, for example, or, or Chile uh, or Brazil. Brazil, especially. I'd love to have a Brazilian reporter. You know, if you speak Portuguese and English, um, you know, an Asian reporter, when you have a reporter in Japan would be great. Uh, possibly an Indian reporter. I mean, I want. at some point we're going to have, you know, correspondents all over the world. That's the plan. Um, but uh, anyway, so back to my competition. So I ended this competition for the most creative radio show and. As I read the rules again, because I was going to, in fact, Fred Jacobs was the one who posted this, of Jacobs Media. Fred Jacobs is the, the um, media uh, consultant who created the classic rock format. So the guy's a legend, you know, and I got to know him by posting comments on articles he was writing. When he was at, he said, about five years ago, uh, he said, radio needs a, a brainstorm of ideas. And I said, sir, it's already been done. <laughs> Here we are. This <laughs> is back, And I was back at WBY. And so he's been kind of watching us ever since, you know, sort of wondering, and uh, we're getting bigger, and you know hopefully one day he'll he'll cover us in, in a massive article, uh, probably after we're famous and don't need it, that's usually how these things go but i, I have, I'm hopeful. Anyway, so he posted this competition, and what he said, what, what, what the competition said was that if, you know, enter a category, you know, do a bunch of stuff, and, and I gave him a bunch of information, you know, uh, links to the shows, links to the bills, and it's a pretty extensive application. It took me, you know, a couple hours to do. Anyway, uh, as I read through it recently, in other words, I think two days ago, uh, they have this uh, 51% uh, quota uh, for minorities and LGBT folks, okay? And I'm thinking, my, in fact, I even uh, sent a message to Fred. This is not fair. You know, I'm you know, they're, they're already putting me in a, in a category where I'm not eligible for 51 percent of the positions they're, They've already decided that. And this is in, in other words, that they want a majority of minorities. <laughs> OK, so what they assume to be the majority, uh, you know, white guys. Isn't the majority anymore, folks? The white guys were never the majority of this country. We do, we just did you know most of the work, <laughs> you know, or a lot of it. Okay, okay. hate mail, fine. All right, but uh, but to be, but to be limited to only to less than half um, of the of the contestants simply because I'm a white guy, that's wrong. And and these people, you know, you, you'll hear. Well, I haven't heard it lately, but I'm going to you know you're a white guy you've got white privilege you're uh, you know you don't know what it's like to be discriminated against okay here's just the latest example in a long string of lifetime examples since i got here where i've been discriminated against because i'm a white guy all right uh, in fact nobody's announced that uh, a white male was uh, has now you know started action radio <laughs> you don't hear that all right so what's going to be funny is when the first black female who does action radio somewhere you know, it's going to be a huge announcement. The first black female is now engaging in action radio, the process of uh, you know, putting citizen legislation in with a radio show. And they're going to forget me <laughs> because you know, I'm not a black female, right? So that's how this is going to go. But I object. I'm telling you now, I object to this. I think this is wrong. If you're creative, you're creative. And I want an equal chance to compete. I'm not asking for special privilege like the other folks. You know, all I'm saying is I want an equal chance to put my show against any other show and not have a 51% quota against me. Because that is wrong. And on that happy note, let's turn to my Substack article. I know it's a busy half hour, but uh, Wendy's coming back. <laughs> so I'm really excited to talk to Wendy again. So that, that's always fun here. Uh, is that where it is? Where did I put it? I know I put it somewhere here. You know, I, I, I attached it to one of my many articles. So we'll see. What, but no, it's not fun. Uh, is it this one? This is like, you know, it's live radio. I know. I'm sorry. No, it's not that one either. So, so third time's a charm? Let's find out. Uh, let's bring this one up. Oh, there it is. See, third time's a charm. All right. Okay, so I've got a bunch of other articles. People have been sending me articles, videos, and as usual, my standard response is, I'll get to it as soon as I can. So I'm in Substack. Substack, uh, the, uh, the website for Substack for me is gregpenglis.substack.com. And my name, G-R-E-G-P-E-N-G-L-I-S. Okay, so I wrote an article. It's based on a bill I wrote with a friend of mine um, about a year and a half ago. So the article is titled, How to Get 30 Million Illegal Aliens to Self-Deport. And the subtitle, The Secret Weapon, is Civil Asset Forfeiture. So I'm just going to read it. It's weird reading my own articles. I know it's kind of strange, but, you know, I'll, I'll let you be the judge. This article is based on a local bill I wrote with a friend to create an illegal alien free zone, the opposite of a sanctuary city for illegals. We wrote it for the Santa for Santa Rosa County, Florida. So despite the fact that this is allegedly uh, I'm moving my computer, hang on a second, let me start this again. I sure doesn't fall off the end of the desk. But front enough away for me, I can read my own article. Okay. So despite the fact that this allegedly conservative county uh, is a is allegedly a conservative county, none of our county supervisors have ever talked to me about this bill. Yeah, they've all got it. Okay, I sent it to them. The Milton City Council in Santa Rosa County hasn't either. So neither the uh, Santa Rosa County Board of Supervisors nor the Milton City Council in Santa Rosa County, Florida, in the panhandle up near the top left corner, has talked to me about the bill that I gave them way back a year ago, September. And then, of course, i got the website, uh, writeyourlaws.com slash new dash Santa dash Rosa dash County dash Florida dash illegal alien free zone act of 2021. Okay, so it's all there. So you can look it up. You look it up at writeyourlaws.com. You just go to my article. It's right there. Just go to gregpanglis.substack.com. It's the top article. I just published it last night. So it says, or I said, the reason we have millions of illegal aliens is pretty simple. Democrats want illegal voters for their power, and Republicans want illegal workers for their chambers of commerce. This proves once again that the two most dangerous entities in the country today are the Democrat Party and the Republican Party. But I'll deal with that in a subsequent article. Another problem I will deal with later is explaining why every person who, by accident or design, was born on U.S. soil to non-U.S. citizen parents is not, repeat, not, One more time, not, not, not a U.S. citizen. Neither are any of their chain posterity. The simple explanation is that the 14th Amendment Citizenship Clause is not geographical jurisdiction. It is citizenship jurisdiction. So being subject to U.S. jurisdiction thereof means that one of the parents must be a U.S. citizen or legal permanent resident who is already subject to U.S. jurisdiction. That's it. So we have to go back as far as the computers can go and restore the correct international citizenship of the parents to millions of people in this country who mistakenly think they are Americans to restore their, quote, citizenship jurisdiction. In other words, responsibility over the country of their citizenship. It's a big job, but it has to be done. What I want to deal with today is massive self-deportation and how to get it for no cost to the taxpayers. You will notice that all of our legislative solutions at Action Radio are little to no cost. They do not increase the size of government, usually the opposite, and they are self-enforcing, often through liability in the courts. This is the case. Uh, This case is no exception. The problem uh, for those of us who believe it is our right to live in a country free of illegal aliens, so it actually is our country, is that rounding up millions of illegals would look bad and be very expensive. The leftist media would be all over that. And in truth, I'm not crazy about the idea either. So as always, one must get creative and find other solutions. I thought about the great TV show, Miami Vice. Truth is, I want a sport jacket like Sonny Crockett, but I digress. Remember all those Ferraris, yachts, mansions, fast boats, airplanes, and whatever else? What happened if you were a drug dealer? They were all seized under civil asset forfeiture. Now, the problem back in the 80s was that police agencies were seizing stuff they thought might be used in a crime, and people had to prove their stuff wasn't involved in a crime to get it back. This is blatantly unconstitutional, and all police who engaged in this prior restraint should have been arrested under USC, Title 18, Section 242, Conspiracy Against Rights Under Color of Law. Now, fortunately, civil asset forfeiture is most often done through proper due process, except for red flag laws which are also blatantly unconstitutional and also for <clears throat> excuse me another article the thing that makes civil asset forfeiture so effective against illegal aliens is that they have no constitutional rights so you don't have to worry about due process or any of that stuff just the fact that illegal aliens are here illegally is a confession of their guilt so anything that anything can be seized from illegal aliens by government computer because through, through the, uh, because through federal and state IRS services, property and assets are listed. It's simply a matter of seizing all the assets of illegal aliens, just like they do tax cheats. And again, the system and the laws are already in place to do this. Okay, so let's deal with the hysterical, irrational left whose heads just exploded. Also, the Supreme Court has said that illegals have rights, something they can't do, but did anyway, for example, in Plyler v. Doe. The majority opined that American taxpayers have to pay for a government education for illegals so they will grow up to be good citizens. (laughs) Then I have in parentheses, enter raucous laughter here. Now, that's nuts, of course, but that's the rationale of Judge William Brennan, who wrote the majority opinion. Look it up. I couldn't make up something that stupid or dangerous to the nation, the Constitution, our citizens, our economy, or our court system the irrationality of stating that people who can't be here as children have to be prepared at taxpayer expense to be good citizens when they can't be here as adults either is beyond insane. As regarding due process, illegal aliens have no do do them. So why is this? The Supreme Court is only supreme to the lower federal courts, not the Congress, nor the executive, or the states. They cannot make law, policy, or regulations. They can't order stuff, They have no power of judicial review, despite a couple of hundred years of its illegal use, and they especially can't order American taxpayers to pay foreign aid to foreign nationals illegally in our government schools. Put the question to anyone this way. How can illegal aliens have rights in a place they aren't allowed to be in? The answer is, they can't. It is impossible to have rights in a place you can't be in, and it is irrational to think you can because you can't exercise or be included in any rights, privileges, or benefits of citizenship. That's why the Supreme Court is wrong on illegals again. Government of the U.S., the states, and local governments have no jurisdiction over illegals, no responsibility for illegals, no protection they can give illegals, and so the only possible legal outcome for illegals is to not be here. Because as a legal entity, illegal aliens do not exist. They have no status, no claim, no ability to do anything legally while here. So everything they do by just being here is a serial crime, which started the day they arrived. A note on DACA nightmares. I don't fault them for coming as children brought by their parents. I do fault them for staying as adults here illegally and doing nothing about it. So any DACA illegal past their 18th birthday still here is just another illegal alien that has to go. So how do we do this? The first and easiest thing is to check everyone with an Individual Tax Identification Number, or I-T-I-N. That is the Bill Clinton creation to get illegals to pay taxes without a Social Security number. Well, illegal aliens can't pay taxes. They can't buy their way into citizenship, of course, but more than that, taxes are paid by citizens and lawful residents for representation, services, and protection. Since illegals have no status and legally aren't here, They can't receive any representation, services, or protection. Therefore, illegal aliens can't pay taxes. All the federal and state IRSs have to do is identify ITIN holders who are illegal aliens, probably almost all of the ITIN holders, and simply seize by computer all their homes, cars, businesses, property, assets, investments, and anything else they have. Start doing this, and when the word gets out, millions of illegals will take their illegal gains and get the hell out of Dodge. Problem solved. Since the feds are are actually causing the illegal alien invasion aided by both major political parties, this is really going to be up to the states and local governments to enforce. Fortunately, civil asset forfeiture is a local law enforcement option. They do it now. So any county sheriff, city police chief, or state police agency can engage in an illegal alien civil asset forfeiture action. Any state legislature or governor could get a program going in any state. They don't even need to pass any new laws since illegal aliens are, by being here, self-confessed criminals. And here's the beauty of it. This has nothing to do with immigration. Civil asset forfeiture is against criminals to take the means or results of their committing crimes. The federal government can make no claim whatsoever that states and local governments cannot seize illegal alien assets because this falls under immigration. It doesn't. And there is nothing in the Constitution that gives the feds exclusive power over immigration anyway, just uniform rules of naturalization. Again, it's all in the legality and illegal aliens have no immigration status because they didn't immigrate. They came here illegally. Again, illegal aliens have no status whatsoever. Now that you know all this, it's up to you to share this article with media and government, particularly the county sheriffs, because I have the most faith in them to carry this out. Nothing will change unless you do something. If you want change, make change. If you want your country to be your country, then the illegals have to go by the millions. Take their stuff and they will leave by themselves. It also might help for Donald Trump to consider an illegal alien census when he gets back to identify all the illegals in the U.S. to make it easier to seize their, I mean, our stuff. It might also help to put citizenship on all U.S. driver's licenses. Well, that should wake you up. (laughs) So let me play a couple of uh, things here, and we'll be back uh, in just a little bit uh, with Wendy. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. Well that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive, conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic, and is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stars Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stars Automotive. I go there, you should too. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery? alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Grave Care. And now as an affiliate of Grave Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Grave Care saves you both time and money. through better knowledge and advocacy. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of Talk Radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. And I am so happy to have uh, Wendy Arthur back, so I want to play her theme and we'll get right to it. When all about is corruption, (laughs) debauchery, and anarchy, when everyone is losing their way, Buried in a mountain of fake news and propaganda, there is a place you can go where beauty and poetry of the mind get to play. Where is that place? Where is that space of wonder and magic? Where else? The Action Radio Arch Report with Wendy Arthur. Oh, did I make a mistake, Wendy? Wait a minute. Let me me try this again here. I know it's here somewhere, Wendy, W-E-N... No, that's not right here. I'll find it here somewhere. This is all intentional, of course, folks. Uh, Oh, here we go. Here we go. Do you really want the truth? Do you have questions you can't ask in church? Welcome to the Oh My God Report. Wendy Arthur is more concerned with truth than propaganda putting more value in scripture than religion, and more about you and your relationship with God than your membership in any church. This is Christianity with a Kick. Well, that's certainly more like it. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Hang on a second. Hello, Action Radio. Yes, God. Yes, okay. Um, Oh, you're glad she's back too. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, what was that? Marconi says hi. He he likes what we've done with his invention. Thank you, God. Appreciate it. All right. Um, God's got you back too, Wendy. That ain't it.
2: That ain't it. Bianchi's. here too. Gather, young children, you shall hear. Good morning. Gather, young children. We most fear. Gather, and you shall hear of the wise, wise wisdom. (laughs) Oh, Wendy
1: Ardier. Wendy something that <laughs> arrives with here, with Wendy our dear. Something we'll figure it out. Good morning, Wendy. See all the fun you Oh, been?
0: so
3: so glad to be to be back with the crew. Good morning, Bianchi. Good morning, Craig. Good morning to all of our listeners.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: Oh,
3: I tell you what, this is this is going to be a great morning. And um, oh, good, well, it already is. I'm probably. I'm, yeah, I'm probably not going to say real popular things this morning, but uh, oh, this good. might step on normal toes, But
1: it, you got to do it. it.
3: Situation normal.
1: You, you got to do it.
3: Got to do it. So the Lord's been speaking to me about the mouth, specifically my mouth. <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> well, you're engaging and, uh, it now, so that's a good thing. So yeah.
3: Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, scripture says, you know, how can, you know, uh, sweet and bitter water come out of the same well? Huh. So um, it's our, our mouth is, you know, things come out of our mouth just like, you know, we draw water from a well. So um, he says blessings and cursing should not come from the same mouth. <laughs> that makes and, sense. Um, and and when, when we think of cursings We, we, you know, we can think of curses from witchcraft or we can think of curses, you know, like, you know, not nice language, or we can Mm -hmm. think of, um, you know, just, you know, saying you're never going to amount to nothing. That's a curse. And the thing that we speak with our words, God is really, really reinforcing the power of what we say. The power of the tongue is what scripture calls it.
0: Because he huh. thinks
3: it's such a little member of the body, that it causes great fires with just a spark.
1: Oh, entire um, wars! <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, like yes. mass starvation, millions of people killed. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, you know, one so jerk the power with a megaphone. A oh. word yeah. um, is is extremely weighty, and and because we are um, an information society, and we read uh-huh. literally millions of words um in the course of a day um and we speak many many words in the course of a day he wants us especially to realize um, and yeah. yes especially <laughs> John, uh, he wants us to realize the power of what we're I mean god created everything by speaking it into being you know hmm. light be it was you know um so there's there are so many things, um, our words create that, that's what they do. They create because we are part of God. We are made in his image and he creates and he created with speech. So we do the same thing, not, um, as grand obviously as what God created. We're not going to create an entire universe like he did. Um, but what we create with our mouths um, certainly shapes our lives and our world uh, and those around us. So, um, he's really been getting on to me because, you know, um, when I read about some of the things that are going on, you know, first thing in my my mouth is like, what an idiot. <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> or, oh, yeah. You know. I, th- I think I've, I've you know, said similar are things. Are you
3: kidding me, God? You yeah.
0: Know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. um
3: and because so, yeah, just when you you have think that they they've reached the lowest that they can go, oh uh-huh. no, they open a whole nother level, you know, uh-huh. of depravity. So um, and and the Lord's reminding us is we haven't even seen the worst of it yet. He's letting things go on um, the way they are so that we can honestly see the depth of the wickedness and the evil and and just how Deep it goes because we, as bad as it looks right now, we still have no clue how much deeper it goes. And so it's really important for us to to watch what comes out of our mouth because mm-hmm. it, you're either agreeing with the enemy or you're agreeing with God. <clears throat> Those are your two choices. And it's really important to agree with him because Um, when you start agreeing with the enemy, it gets that negativity down in your spirit, down in Uh your soul. And then once the negativity is there, then fear can come in or bitterness can come in or um, pride can come in, all kinds of stuff. It opens doors to, to all kinds of nasty stuff we don't need in our lives. So the good news is good stuff is coming, but the really bad stuff has to be revealed first so that we can see why it was necessary for the entire dismantling
1: of of way oh, I understand the logic so. but you know it is it's a it's a lot you know and uh, well a couple of things i jotted down as you, as you were talking here um for example covid and christians you know do was there any correlation between a a strong belief in god and a a strong disbelief in government policy i mean has that been noted charted you know, I mean, I, I I bet you that's exactly the case that most of the people who are mask wearing Karens who strutted about protesting and screaming to everybody else, you know, hysterically, uh, were probably not really strong believers in God simply because they would have known that uh, the, the government is not God. They're just making this stuff up and it's a billion dollar bioweapon marketing scheme. We knew that from the beginning.
3: We did. Um, but there. Well, let's break it down into a little bit, okay. because there are those. Um, Just because you have a strong belief in God doesn't mean that you are trusting God.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Two
3: different things.
1: Uh
3: Two different things. Because there Uh are many in the church um, who were what I would consider weak in the faith. They have never been taught um, to actually stand on the word of God, to actually apply it, to, to take what it says and actually live by it um so many christians are attending what i call dead churches um where yeah they preach a sermon they give you three points in a poem you know kind of thing um and they it's it's like a nice sermon or it's it's h- how to live a better life how to be a nicer person how to do this how to do but it's never about applying what the word of god says and what it really says so um therefore it's just about going to to church on Sunday, getting a feel-good sermon, and hoping that it gets you through the week until next Sunday to do the same thing. Nobody huh. is, is taught, um, study this for yourself. Pick a verse and do a word study, and this is how you do it, because this is, you need to know exactly what, not just what the words say, but the entire idea of what God is trying to get across, because the logos of God... Um, is really important is that it encompasses not just the written word and the spoken word, but it's about what he's trying to get across. What is the idea? What is the kingdom principle he's trying to get across? And you know what? Nobody wants to do that because it takes work. It takes a little bit of effort to actually dig into the word of God and seeing what it really says. And it's not hard once you actually just learn the basics of how to do that. And uh-huh. it's really important for you to, to, to learn what these words are saying because he's saying, if you understand what I am saying <clears throat> with the original intent, not what's been preached from the pulpit, and I'm not saying every pastor is is wrong. Right? That's not what I'm saying. Not every church is wrong. I'm, there are actual pastors who, who dig into the word and actually bring this to the congregation and encourage them to do this themselves. That's awesome. But – if you aren't studying the word for yourself, you are depending on that somebody else is actually telling you the truth. And how do you know? It says test your teachers. Test your teachers with the I word of that. God. Is what they're teaching um, actually what I'm saying is what God is asking you? Because mm-hmm. they aren't held accountable for your life. You are. Mm-hmm. And you have the capability of studying and reading the word for yourself. So you can't say, yeah, but my pastor said, okay, (laughs) and pastors who are truly leading their congregations in the wrong direction or or giving them what I call a a watered-down gospel, a false gospel, teaching a false Jesus, um, then they're going to be held accountable for a whole lot more than you ever thought of um, because pastors and teachers and those in authority are held to a much stricter standard according to what God says in his Word. And you will be judged on that standard. So, but if you're just, you know, the, the person who's just learning and just trying to understand what God's about and who he is and his heart and his character and all that kind of stuff, and you are depending on those um, who are older and wiser in the word than you are, that's understandable because you're a baby Christian and you're, you don't feed a baby a steak. You've got to give them some milk and let them grow into, you know, their maturity and all that kind of stuff. So it's the same thing with the word of God. You know, there's a lot of grace for for baby Christians or or those who are seeking and don't even mm-hmm. know him yet, but, but they want to, um, but different standards. But for those who are mature in the faith and they are teaching others, you better be teaching what God is really saying. You better not saying, well, this is what it means when it don't. That's, that's not good. So well, now let's get back to, to what – go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, I should say, isn't, it, isn't this what theology schools are, are supposed to do? teach people how to get into the word of God rather than I don't, what are they teaching? You know, business models. <laughs> What's going on in theology? Oh, you mean,
2: the, the
3: theological seminaries are not theological cemeteries.
1: Seminaries, the, not cemeteries. Not
3: teaching, yeah. No, 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 they are cemeteries now. Uh, they, oh, they are, are not cemeteries. seminaries. Oh. Seminary. Oh, the, it okay. used to be when you went to seminary, you learned the word of God. Mm-hmm. No, now you were, you are learning how to run the church as a business.
1: Oh, it is, I was joking and, about this business get, model thing, but that's, that's actually oh no, happening. No,
3: that, that is not a joke. That's wow. Actually, that's been happening for years, and they huh. are not turning out Christians. They are not turning out pastors. They are turning out business leaders who are trying to run the church as a business and trying to get butts in the pews rather than teaching somebody about the word of God so it changes their lives from the inside out. Huh. So I, I am calling them out. <laughs> I'm calling out all seminaries that are are not teaching the word of God and they're not modeling it after what it says in the scriptures, you you're going to be dealt with because God is saying this is the time for the, for the church to be judged right now. He -hmm. is starting in the house of God and that means seminaries, that means churches, that means um, a Christian ministries, quote unquote, um, Mm -hmm. who are using funds in all the wrong places. So yeah, I know that you're going to see a, a lot of stuff start coming out
1: well good it 's about time. you know I think the mm-hmm. church has failed miserably. I think covid was a perfect example. There was no excuse for churches stopping uh their operation or or separating people and masking them up and doing all the stupid things they did. You know Complying with the government is the higher power to God. They should have been doing just the opposite and saying that the government is not the higher power to God that uh, freedom is what God intends, and this is there 's a way to deal with with uh, Covid and keep our freedom and keep our rights and, and keep God and, and they just totally separate. They just lost everything, you know. In my opinion,
4: well,
3: you know what, Covid was a litmus test because yeah. it was intended to shut down churches. It was intended to put God underground and make mm-hmm. you know the government God.
0: Um, on this and show, we will
3: do as we say. <laughs> At, not on this show. That's exactly right. And uh, and here's the thing. It it showed. Those who are following God and those who are following the government, and and those who are weak in the faith or have, who have no faith at all—they're just warming a pew on Sunday. So it's um, because that, that's what you do on Sunday. You go to church and you you know put in your appearance and you go to the social club and then go have lunch and go home. So. Mm-hmm. And, and I know I'm stepping on toes this morning, and I'm oh, sorry,
1: not stepping. sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. No, do, do it shamelessly without reservation. Go ahead, step. I, I do it all the time. I've given up <laughs> worrying about it. So disclaimers, <laughs> n- disclaimers, are, I'll give you some absolution here. Disclaimers are no longer required you know, on the Omega oh Report or anything else that happens at Action Radio. Just be bold. Go for it. There you go. <laughs>
3: okay,
1: so. Yeah, Pianchi agrees.
3: Go ahead, Pianchi.
2: And what did God say about female leaders? Mm. uh warriors and because I hear people talking about this every time you know uh Lori Lightfoot got ousted, and uh she was running against males, and I say well in her relationship she is the male, but uh what they what are what are what does God say about female leaders?
3: Okay, but let's. this is like a whole can of worms, but I'll go ahead and, and well, address it. Well, it's probably a separate this show. It would
1: be a great topic. You know, it is for, a whole separate
3: for... short show, yeah. but but yeah, yeah. let me just go ahead and touch on this because
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, I have had this – I've been under the thumb of this very thing by pastors and community leaders and, and everybody else in religion, basically um, – saying that women can't speak in church, women can't uh, be pastors, women can't do this, women can't do that. Here, put the ladies in the nursery and take care of the babies. Um, And and, and maybe the young ones in in Sunday school, they they can teach those, but, you know, not, they can't teach men, they can't do this, they can't do that. Okay. I'm calling BS on all of that. Hmm. So, um, in Christ, uh, we are not male and female. In the spirit, we are spirit. Here on earth and in, in our natural bodies, we are male and female. And that's important to denote because we each have our own roles and, and things that we need to do. We're created for. Um, but as far as teaching, when Paul says do not allow the women to, to speak in church, he was talking about Corinth. Corinth. Only the church at Corinth. Corinth at the time was a major metropolis where everything happened. It was very progressive, very liberal, very evil. And the church, the believers started gathering together, and and they had no understanding of what was going on. And the women were very boisterous, very... Um, um, promiscuous, actually, in Corinth, and, and, and loud and out of order as far as um, any it, what, what most other cities would, would be doing, okay, major liberal women and men in Corinth. So Paul's coming in. He's trying to teach them because they were being very loud. In the church, and if they had, if there was somebody said something, the teachers was saying something, the women were questioning it out loud and wanting to know, well, what does that mean? And they, it, it was causing chaos in the church. Nobody was able to to learn because of of all the disruption going on. So Paul addressed only the church at Corinth about, don't allow your boisterous women to disrupt the church. Don't allow them to speak in church. If they need to know something, wait till you get home and let them ask their husband about what's going on. So you never see that addressed to any other church, just the church in Corinth. So I, I want to tell people who've been brought up in religion, who've been taught that women are not to teach, women are not to do this, women are not to do that. <clears throat> Can you just kind of bypass, just lay that verse down for a second, uh, that keeps women under the thumb of everything else, and look at Deborah, who was not just a judge, but men wouldn't go to war unless she was with them. What does that tell you? God put her in that position. Because if you're going to say, oh, you have to obey all the authorities over you because God put them in and God takes them out, which is also scriptural, and that's true, then that means he put Deborah in, didn't he? If he was against women leading, why would he anoint Deborah to be a judge and that the armies wouldn't go to war without her because she was so wise? Um, How about Aquila and Priscilla? They taught together, but it said Priscilla was the one who knew more in the scriptures. She had studied and and, uh, walked with the Lord more, yet they went out and ministered together. She was teaching and she was preaching along with Aquila. So if that wasn't allowed by God, you you never see Paul condemning that. He's the one who sent him out. So, yes, women can teach. Women can preach. um, Women can pastor. But you need to make sure that you have a a covering over you. You, You're either your husband's watching over you spiritually. um, You have... Um, another pastor or trusted um, elder that you are receiving instruction from and correction from if you were out of order. But that's the same thing for men too. Men have to have that same covering. So yes, women can teach and women can preach and women can, women can pastor.
1: You know, it's interesting that the uh, the, the quote <laughs> I hate to use this word but diversity on this show. You know, in age, in, in both sexes, in every race, and everybody, every nationality. We had a guy typing in from Holland. You know, we have people from all over the world uh, listening and, and, and joining in with us here. And anybody's welcome to call. And it's interesting that the show that has God and has freedom, uh, as is two paramount, you know, constant uh, forces, uh, is the show that includes the most people. Whereas the, the government and the, yeah. the, uh, the oppressors that preach diversity are the least diverse, that uh, are the least free, are the least intellectually uh, interested in anything beyond what they say. And so everything's backwards. So if you want to look to uh, where you're not going to find any diversity, look to the people that are preaching it. And if you want to find true you know, intellectual and, and spiritual and, and physical diversity, it's for those of us here with God and with freedom. Anybody's welcome on the show. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you want to be yes. a reporter, all you because have to God be is, is uh, g- g- yeah. And if you just to be a reporter, you just have to be good enough to do it. Let's that's, that's the only criteria. Be interesting. I don't care who you are. <laughs> we have, we have a 16 year old, yes. we have a 75 year old, you know, we have everybody in between. We have everybody you can think of here. And I don't, you know, I, I didn't design it. I didn't plan it. I didn't, rec- I didn't go out and recruit people specifically for diversity. It just happened because those are the folks who are interested in being here. That's my criteria.
3: And because, and freedom allows for, for different views.
1: Uh-huh. You know,
3: um, it, this is not where, um, I'm sorry, you have to toe the line. This is what we believe, and that's what you have to do, blah, 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 blah. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, God says, you not know, on for, this show. <laughs> for freedom Christ died. Let No man put you back into bondage. So yeah. um, just walk in, in freedom that he's given you. Don't make it a license to sin. That's what he's saying walk in your freedom but don't use it as a license to do whatever you want and then say god's okay with it no he's not so you know honor him in that
1: okay and now back to our regularly scheduled uh report yeah
3: yeah and now back to the mouse. <laughs> yeah. no but that's <laughs> good important yeah it is
1: yeah we just yeah, had a break there to the is, you know. um back to, yeah, yeah exactly he um go ahead, step on some more toes
3: he um yeah he, he's talking about um, the importance and the weight of what we speak, because it's, it's, we create things with what we speak. And um, Julie Green, a, a prophet um, out of Iowa, um, is, mm-hmm. is just really, I love how she says this. She says, if you complain, you remain. Um, look at the Israelites when they were delivered out of Egypt um, who wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. That was like an 11-day trip, okay? Forty yeah. years because they complained about absolutely everything. Everything. And you know, it praise makes a difference. You know, the the blessing with your mouth and praising with your mouth, um, encouraging people with your mouth and, and speaking what God says um rather than what you see. That is what changes things. That's what brings about the 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 good crops because what you plant and every word you speak is a seed that you're planting somewhere uh-huh. it's gonna grow a crop that's that's an eternal truth that's that's just a, that's a principle it's it's an eternal law that you're not gonna change you will reap what you sow what are you sowing with your mouth.
1: I know exactly whatever what I'm saying. You know, freedom, yes. new possibilities, potential, yeah. things that have never been done before, yeah. uh, ideas in people's heads. And I, I said this, you know, before. I, mean, I hope it doesn't happen. But you know, whatever happens to me, it doesn't really matter because the idea is already out there. There's enough people that know about Action Radio and the concept of a citizen legislature with a radio show that it will carry on. I, I have absolute uh, confidence in that. And so just so I'm really happy, you know, but of course, I've got another 30 years worth of work to do. Uh, I'll be really old by then. But in the meantime, you know, all these seeds have been planted. Everybody that picks it up, every person I talk to, that's why I get younger folks on the show. Everywhere this, this show goes, and I don't even know where it goes because there's so many different podcasts. You know, every once in a while I do a search. Uh, the word's getting out there. And, again, Australia is picking up right now, too. They have an interest in our Australian Bill of Individual Rights. Um, so it's, it's happening. It's already happening. You know, God's spreading the word for us, and it's really great. Uh, I just happen to be here at a microphone and a computer, and, and we have the technology to broadcast, you know, to the world is what we're saying here. So it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It is the best of times and the worst of times. So that's the good news
4: well,
3: uh,
1: with uh, the, and, the things and, that are and all going say, wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, is 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 that action radio is about action, and you know, yet we we're not going to sit here mm-hmm. and complain. There are 50 other radio shows and television shows um, out there uh, that do nothing but complain about what's going on, but they don't have mm-hmm. the solutions to it. And that's when when Mike and I hear um, yet another piece of stupid legislation that's this you know coming down the pike, uh, like like you know making you know, making it legally a law that if you're a christian you're a domestic terrorist um you know, that um and yeah that's in the works uh, so instead of us saying i can't believe that that idiot's doing this and that, that no that's that's not speaking that's allowing negativity into your spirit and allowing mm-hmm. that open door to more crud to come in so what we say is not going to happen in Jesus' name. We call that down. We declare and decree in the name of Jesus that this is not going to pass. This is not going to happen, that, you know, people will walk in their freedom and their faith and their freedom to do so. The Constitution will be upheld in this country. And da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. that's what we speak. That's the word of God, okay, um, and his his ideas of freedom to, to speak that. So it's not like you have to be quoting scripture Um, But you have to understand the the law of God and all the laws of God and and quote the ideas of coming against things that are not of him. So that was just a small example of what you can do, of of Mm -hmm. how you can speak, what what the power of your words are, because declarations and decrees are are legal terms, and and you have to understand that – Everything is, is being seen and heard in a court of heaven that we don't see here, but it is very active. And, and to me, the spirit realm is much more real than, than what we're walking in down here, But because that's where things happen. Nothing happens here in the natural unless it happens in the heavenlies first. And there is great warfare going on in the heavenlies, great warfare, not just in the courts, but literally between the demonic realm and the angelic God's angelic realm that they are literally fighting over territories and people and souls. So yeah you know, and once you understand that you understand the the why it's so important to God what we speak down here, because your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven so that's that's our whole goal is is to to make sure the kingdom rule and all the good things in the kingdom are in operation here on earth um as is as much as our sphere of influence, because everybody has a sphere of influence and, and has the capability of bringing that down here once they understand the principles. So what we speak is very, very important, and that's, that's where we're at today. <laughs> so so I hope that's something to think about today and to maybe put into practice.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I, th- I think we, we try to do that every day here. I mean, that's the whole thing. Let me, let me scroll down here. And where is my – ah, here we go. They're listening to you, Wendy. You're being heard. <laughs> I got more buttons here. <clears throat> I got so many buttons. I can do all kinds of great things. Let me give you another one while I'm at it. <laughs> That's the guys. Those are the guys that train for you too. <laughs> but, but you think of <laughs> I'm so glad everybody. The world's most infectious laugh. I, I have it back just to just to get you laughing, and then you know it makes my whole day. Um, But you think about words and and think about uh, what we say here, Um, you know, action radio, just I'm not trying to blow my own horn here or all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, it started with one person with one idea. I had nothing. I didn't have a budget. Yeah. You know, this this is all created literally, you know, by God from nothing. There was no investment. There was no, you know, major capital. There was no uh, affirmative action. There was no scholarship. There was no grant. There was nothing. This literally came from nothing. And I got a job. Yeah, and I, started, but, yeah. yeah.
3: People don't really understand the sacrifices you made to make this happen. Um, oh, because, yeah. And again, I, I, I remember those early, yeah. early days. I mean, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really,
1: and really, and, really and I'm not doing this because it's not about me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about me, but it's just <laughs> right. the, the whole point is people say, what can I do? I'm just one person. I know what one person can do. I'm doing it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so yeah. from nothing, from just an idea. So an yes. idea is your, is your capital yes. with God. Ooh, can we write that down? Ideas are your capital yes, with you God. <laughs> Put that down. There's a show it's, for you. It. Go ahead. What do you think?
3: God gave you the seed as an idea,
1: yeah.
4: and you
3: watered it, and you worked it, mm-hmm. you know, and he's blessed that. So yep. um, so with my words, I would just like to bless everybody in our listening audience today. In the name of Jesus, that you would have his heart peace, that you would have... Um, encounters with him today in unexpected ways that you would understand him better
1: in Jesus name. Thank you. I suppose you have to go, which is too bad. I like having you on the show. Welcome back. Glad to have you. And if you ever need time off again, just let me know. But uh, uh, you add so much. Uh, It's incredible what you do for this show. And for me, you know, personally to do what I do here. So uh, we're definitely a team. Mm.
0: All right.
3: You have a great day.
1: Thanks, Wendy. (laughs) Bianchi, what do you think?
2: Oh, I think it's great.
1: Okay. You got a cold? You sound a little under the weather there.
2: Yeah, I had something floating around. I told you I went to my Asian uh, car repair, and I probably ran into something I had never seen before. Got
1: the Asian flu. (laughs) Something like that, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, uh, this is the beauty of being a tour guide, was because as a tour guide, you know, I met people from all over the world. And so every bug, you know, every, every aerosol, every, every, you know, uh, every sneeze and cough from the, 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 hordes of people that were down at Fisherman's Wharf, you know, and I used to drive the tours, the cable car, uh, motorized cable cars and the duck tours. And we met everybody, you know, in mass, <laughs> it was great. And we, and we, you know, we, we weren't masking. We were, we just, of course, nobody ever heard of that then. Right. We just thought that was for, for certain Asian countries, you know, where they put masks on. We never understood that. Those doesn't work. <laughs> Anyway, it's kind of funny. But uh, it's good to have Wendy back. Uh, I don't want to take a break. I already just took a break. I don't know if I want to do another one uh, so quickly here. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, so let me get what's on your mind. Then I, I want to get back into our discussion. We were having uh, the, the two themes, as I, as I talked about. And the first hour was kind of blistering. So if you missed, uh, there was a whole flurry of activity. I went over my article, How to Get 30 Million Illegal Aliens to Self-Deport. Uh, I talked about uh, our basic theme here, that uh, they're getting rid of, uh, you know, industry and business are getting rid of all the, uh, the hardworking guys who know stuff. And government is getting rid of all the straight white guys. And so if you're a straight white guy who knows stuff, you're the most victimized person, the most marginalized person in the most marginalized community today, as you're being told that you're the one who's oppressing all the other communities who are advancing because they get the special government privileges. So it's really an interesting contradiction. So that's why I'm kind of focusing on that, um, that you get rid of all the guys, and, and especially the straight white guys that do the work and know how to do stuff, you know, everything's going to collapse. And you see that with airliners that are almost running into each other with uh, building problems with, uh, you know, train accidents and everything else, you know, it's not going to work. I mean, how many countries, you know, work uh, on a diversity model? I don't think any, you know, that work. And most countries are corrupt. Most countries have a hierarchy. Most countries have an aristocracy. You know, you get to be uh, a a ship captain or an airline captain or a a governor of a province, not because you have any inherent ability it's because you're born into the right family. Well, that's no way to run a country, and yet that's what seems to be happening here. We're adopting all the worst corruptions of the rest of the world uh, and still calling it freedom, and it's not working. It's simply not working. So, Pianchi, what do you think about all the guys that know how to do stuff? <laughs> it's, um, it's an issue.
2: Yeah, it is an issue. What's going to be, what's going to be done about it?
1: Well, that's a good question. Uh, that's that's probably next week's shows. Let me let me continue to outline the problem here. While I'm at it, let me just play. In fact, let me just play my uh, my, my remaining uh, announcements here. We got uh, Diane Warner coming at the top of the hour. We're going to talk election integrity. There's a huge scandal in Arizona. It is far worse than anybody could have possibly imagined. So I'll just play my normal stuff here. Back in about three minutes. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strikeforce is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strikeforce, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code, WYL, to the discount code window at checkout. WYL comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeForceEnergy.com. That's strikeforcenergy.com. Start your engines. Hello, this is Greg Penglis for our newest shooting range here in Milton, Florida. self-defense classes, concealed carry weapons classes, security license training, paintball, a full-service gun store, and 24-7 online ordering. So come on down or contact them by phone, email, or website and learn how you can best stand your ground. From Addiction to Achievement, that is the story of Mike Lindell. It started with My Pillow and now goes to My Coffee. Action Radio is proud to be an affiliate of MyPillow. Our discount code is the same for all our product affiliates, W-Y-L, which stands for Write Your Laws. MyPillow pillows are guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. Action Radio is guaranteed to be the most controversial show you will ever hear. Check out their products with our discount code at mypillow.com slash W-Y-L. That's mypillow.com slash W-Y-L. Or order now by calling 1-800-544-8939. That's 1-800-544-8939. Sleep well so you can wake up and hear Action Radio live. And we are back. I've got Pianchi on the line, and I've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. And we're pretty much open game for the – open game <laughs> – open for w- – w- fair game and open, you know, open whatever uh, for the balance of this hour. And then, of course, uh, uh, Diane Warner is going to be at the top of the next hour uh, with our election integrity, medical freedom report, wherever she wants to go with that. But, again, there's a lot happening. So let's get back to our themes. And, again, we have two themes here. One that uh, the guys who know how to do stuff are being dumped, uh, and the other is that uh, white guys are being kicked out of the government. And this just seems to me irrational. I don't understand it. It makes no sense. And yet that's what's going on. All right. So I got a couple of different articles. I want to I start with the, with the guys being kicked out of everything. Apparently, the Equal Rights Amendment is back. Uh, and I think it's a good thing um, because the Equal Rights Amendment, uh, men actually come up much better uh, in the Equal Rights Amendment. Uh, if, it, if it passes again and everybody says it's going to be about you know, men on, on women's teams and, uh, you know, guys going to women's bathrooms, that should all be illegal. And the Equal Rights Amendment really has nothing to do with that because equal rights do not, you know, mean that you can do anything you want. Um, just as the Second Amendment, you know, guarantees that the government will not touch the right to keep and bear arms. But if you use them, they're illegal and illegal uses. Same thing here. Just equal rights means the right is protected, not every, all your activities are protected. And people seem to, to fail to understand that. But one of the big claims is that women earn 70 cents for every dollar a man earns. That's not entirely true. Uh, what's true is that if you take all the working men and all the working women, uh, men earn more money because they work harder. They're more ambitious. And that's what the uh, that's what this study you know, found is that guys harder. Um, they don't take as much time out for kids. You know, and they say other things. Um, they take on jobs that pay more money. They take on uh, things in college that pay more money that's what happens. And that's just how it works. So I'm going to get a couple of articles. let see what going to start with here. Let's start. Men hard at work. And this is a public, this is called public health Post. And this is, it's a little, they fuzz out my, why'd they fuzz out my chart? Uh, what do you think on the internet? Let's see if I get a little, ah, oh, there it goes. Now it's a little clearer. Number of occupational injuries, injury deaths in the U S from 2003 to 2018 by gender. Guess who died more men or women, men by a factor of five times. Well, actually no, it's even, it's uh it uh, looks more like 50 times. So in 2003, uh, women who died uh, from injuries at work were 446. Men was 5,129. <laughs> you know, let's go up to 2018. 413 women died of injuries at work, 4,837 men. So who's out there doing the dangerous jobs? The guys are, obviously. So if you're throwing away your working men, if you're throwing away, uh, if, you, if you're living for diversity, you're going to cause, the reason the country's falling apart is you're diversifying out the people that know what's going on. Article says. Let to get your date on this here. June 9th by Gray Babs, B A B B S, and the website is Public Health Post. I find stuff everywhere. It's really. It's, listen, it's all about asking the right questions. So he says a staggering 23,000 people died of work-related injuries in 1913. Thanks to labor unions and protections established by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, workplace deaths occur only at 5% of the rate they did in 1913. See, that's a good thing, right? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention lauded the 20-fold reduction in workplace deaths as one of the great accomplishments of the 20th century. You know, it, it was it was common for, for people to die, you know, walking across open steel. I mean, Pianchi would know about this, in construction sites. And that's why a lot of uh, um, construction companies employ Mohawk Indians, because Mohawks have no fear of height. You know, I've talked to guys that work on the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, they're up there in the wires and in the cold, and the, they love it. It's great. It's Excellent. They have no fear of heights. None. And certain people just don't. You know, I don't have fear of heights in an airplane. I do on a stepladder. Go figure. Okay? That's why I was a flight instructor. And then... <laughs> Not a, not a home repair person, you know, because simply, I don't feel comfortable on a stepladder. I have no problem being in a biplane, open cockpit, upside down. I just don't. It's just, it, it, it's kind of weird, but that's how we're all built. Anyway, back to the article. Even with the significant strides made to reduce workplace fatalities, 5,250 U.S. workers died in 2018 because of occupational injuries, and 92% of the workers who died were men. The gender disparity in workplace fatalities has remained steady for the past 30 years. Why do so many more men die than women? This is first and perhaps obviously more men than women work in the fields with the highest rates of occupational injuries. The occupations with the highest rates of death are loggers, fishing workers. You guys ever seen The Deadliest Catch? Okay. Uh, aircraft pilots. Well, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I didn't think that was such a uh, – I thought, uh, you know, being a pilot, I didn't think it was that, it was that dangerous. But uh, they're probably talking to small planes. You know, read my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. You will be a better pilot. You will more, think better, and uh, hopefully the whole purpose of writing that book was to, to reduce uh, the injury and fatality rate of, of uh, you know, pilots, especially private uh, and, uh, you know, a smaller plane commercial. Anyway, it says the workplace fatalities in, in these, prof- oh, wait, the other one was flight engineers and roofers. That's interesting. The workplace fatalities in these professions are, were, are caused by falls, exposure to harmful environments, and injuries by work equipment. Differences in choice of profession explain only part of the disparity in workplace deaths. Over 40% of all work-related deaths are from transportation incidents. This statistic aligns with a larger trend that over twice as many men as women die in motor vehicle accidents each year. I didn't know that. Homicide and suicide are the third leading cause of workplace deaths. Nationally, 77% of homicide deaths and 79% of suicide deaths are men. The ways that people you know, get hurt on the job offer insight into the state of men's health. Overall, men in the U.S. are three times more likely to die of injuries than women. The gender disparity in workplace deaths cannot be attributed to biological differences between men and women. Rather, gendered norms in job choice and behavior place men at risk in and out of the workplace. So the reason I cover this article is because if you're going to be a 50% female workforce, you know, it's not going to work. Should, those jobs aren't going to be done. Uh, And so this is, to me, this is just fascinating stuff. Uh, It all goes to the the whole idea that if you throw your guys away, you know, it's not going to happen. It's just not. All right. So let me see. I had an article here. Um, Oh, here we go. Here's the one. that I had to uh, backtrack a bit. My website lost another website. Fast Company. Do men really work harder than women? Uh, This is from uh, September 10th of 2003. So you can't write this stuff now. You know, be boycotted, banned, get restricted, censored, kept off the internet. But for some reason, uh, it's here. So do men really work harder than women? Uh, That seems to be the conclusion of a couple of researchers at Stanford University's business school. Their study, published earlier this year, concludes that there are no significant differences in income, promotions, or job satisfaction between professional men and women. The reason why more men are in higher positions and earn more money is quite simple. Men work harder and are more ambitious. I found this fascinating, and this is by the FAST company staff. It says, that seems to be the conclusion of research at Stanford University School. Uh, that's, they just read that quote. Okay. Researchers Charles A. O'Reilly III and Olivia A. O'Neill, see they've got diversity, right? Found that the paucity of women, that's a great word if you can work that into conversation, the paucity, in other words, shortage Women in top corporate jobs does not suggest any sex discrimination. The picture is one of individuals who are making trade-offs between flexibility and career attainment. At the highest organizational levels, players are typically quite similar in terms of their ability. Those of lesser skill have been eliminated. At the highest levels, what differentiates the winners from the losers is not ability, which has been equilibrated. Uh, That's an interesting word, (laughs) but effort, how hard the contestants are willing to work. Individuals who are more loyal, work longer hours, and are willing to sacrifice for the organization are advantaged. Success is not limited to males, but is dependent on choosing to play in the tournament. Women more than men face difficult choices, especially in the work-life balance domain. They they write, in this sense, their careers more than men reflect complicated choices. Insofar as we define careers, narrowly in terms of promotion and income attainment, any person, male or female, who chooses to put in less effort is likely to be disadvantaged. In our view, this does not constitute a failure, but a choice not to play that particular version of the career game. The men who do not who don't do as well in the workplace, happen to be more feminine, just as the women who do worse happen to be more masculine. Well, that's interesting. As this report states, masculine-identified males are more likely to report working longer hours, attach more importance to achieving promotions, be more willing to relocate, and less likely to be voluntarily unemployed. Does it really come down to the fact that men simply work harder and are hungry for success? What does everybody think about this really provocative conclusion? I don't think it's really provocative at all. I think it makes sense. (laughs) Bianchi? <laughs> you, know, you can't change basic biology. You know? um, and I will say one point that the reason a lot of men can work harder and longer, longer hours at the job is because they do have a partner you know, that is doing other things that allow them to do that, you know, either taking care of home kids uh, or working a part time job or working a job that doesn't take as many hours and allows these guys to do that. So if that's your partnership, if that's your agreement, if that's your marriage, more power to you. I think there are also women who are able to work longer hours and achieve more success and are better at that because they got a, they got a guy um, um, or their partner is, you know, allowing them those extra hours. And they don't have to do everything that us single people do. You know, single people have to do all our cooking, all our laundry, you know, all our, our, our you know, maintenance of cars, things. And, you know, we have to take care of everything. So I can't work as much as I want at Action Radio because I have to do basic things because I'm a single guy. Well, that's a choice because there are benefits to being a single guy. Yeah. There's a lot of other things I don't have to do. Anyway, but I think uh, these, these folks that are messing with the basic biology, that are requiring, quote, diversity, that are doing all these things that they think they have to do, you know, in order to uh, make the workplace, you know, uh, all population representative are missing the point. It's simply people, human nature simply doesn't work that way. I think they're making a huge mistake. So that's what I have to say about kicking men out of the workplace. <laughs> Getting rid of the guys that can do stuff. Yankee, got a comment, and I got some other articles here. So i drag you back to the, no, to the you microphone.
2: Know, it's a good point you make. Uh, women are limited by her. Females are limited by their capabilities. They're who they are structured. Mm-hmm. And if you lower the bar, yeah, you would get more to accomplish. But if you raise the bar where it should be, mm-hmm. there'd be a great difference. See, they do things nowadays, especially like in the military. Yes, yeah, that. To comply. And it's political. It's political, and uh, it's self-degradation, really. So, mm-hmm. I don't know what to say about it.
1: Well, it's interesting. They're trying to. It all goes to this utopian thing that we're all equal, which when we're not, um, that uh, we can all do the same things, which we can't. I mean, this belief that men can get pregnant is, is absurd. It's irrational. It's insane. And yet, people are doing that because it conforms to their ideology that we're all equal when we're not. You know, people, I, they fail to notice the basic differences. Men and women are different. There are only two sexes, men and women, male and female. That's it. You can make up stuff, but it's not going to change. You know, just because your perception is wrong doesn't mean you can't change reality with, with a wrong perception. And there's just certain realities of the world that the women have children, you know, and thank God they do. Or there wouldn't be people around. <laughs> you know, we, we, the, the species would have been ended a long time ago. But on the other hand, guys have a place, too. You know, we're the ones, you know, you take take most of the dreamers, most of the the, the crazy ambitious people, most of the explorers, most of the pioneers, you know, most of them are men, you know, because men, men have a a stronger desire for freedom. You know, I've, I've said for a long time, women feel you know free when they're secure and men feel secure when they're free. You know, our freedom is our security, the ability for me to pack up and come to Florida and start an entirely new career when I got a job here. You know, some people would have done that. Oh, I'll be too far from my family. I'll be this, I'll be that. It's, you know, I want to I stay secure. It's, it's, it's risky. Well, I, that never entered my mind for a second. I thought, hey, I got a job in Florida. I'm going, you know, I didn't care. It was four months after open heart surgery. I packed up my U-Haul over two days, slowly, you know, and started driving. And I had, fortunately, I had a friend just in case. But, uh, you know, the, uh, there was nothing going to stop me, you know, and I think a lot of other folks would have made a different choice, especially those that want more security. I don't know how, many, you know how many women would do that. I'm sure there are some, but I don't think as many, I think more guys would do that, would take that kind of a risk. And so you need that risk. Uh, the, there was something I remember reading a, a while ago that the, the reason that all the matriarchal societies died out was because they were too comfortable. You know, they had too much security. They never advanced. You know, they were quite happy the way things were. You know, it's like uh, when you hear you know, don't make waves, don't try this, don't be ambitious. That's what I heard growing up. You know, you're not going to accomplish anything. Don't, don't even do that. Mostly from my mother. She was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I knew she was wrong, you know, so, uh, you know, but I have to, that's, that's a demon I have to fight, but how many, uh, how many guys are being told by, you know, girlfriends don't do that. Don't try this, you know, whatever, or how many girlfriends are, are told by guy friends, the same thing. So it really works both ways, but overall, I think men, uh, take on more risks. We just do. And without those risks, that's why patriarchal societies, male, you know, quote, dominated societies advance because men want more freedom. And men are willing to take more risk and more chances and advance, and that's <laughs> that's what we got out of matriarchal societies. How's that for a thought, Pianki? See if we can bring him on. If not, that I'll was promising. Off. I
2: might have to leave you okay, the we- for a little bit. I've got to go take my like, car to the doctor. So,
1: okay, well, come on back. to You know, call back in when you can, or just uh, unmute yourself. I'll just uh, I'll wait for you to. Uh, uh, I' again, so I hope okay. leave your line live if you get a chance to call in. All right, anybody else wants to join us we've got live chat we 've got um, but uh, a Dutch person that checks in with live chat a lot uh, Oh new new person on live chat uh, join the conversation so uh, Ron, you know feel free type in a message i 'll get you in a little bit um, because i can 't see live chat while I have an article in the screen i've got to kind of move stuff around a little bit all right okay so we 've covered you know getting rid of the guys that know how to do stuff. Uh, the next thing I want to cover. Uh, is the government um, of, of uh, you know Barack Obama? <laughs> I keep them with new names for it. The government of, of uh, Brand Obama, getting rid of white guys, and one of the reasons that this comes about is because of this myth of white privilege. And I've done this on the show before. I'm going to do it again. So New York Post, Rav A- Aora, A R O R A, Aurora, Rav Aurora. Um, who's? I don't think a white guy. <laughs> he says the fallacy of see white guys can't write about the fallacy of white privilege. That's one of the rules that exists today. Uh, it takes. Uh, I think. I think he's Indian. Uh, no, I think he's Sikh. If I look down the, the page, yeah, he's. I believe he says he. I believe he says he is Sikh, which is interesting. Sikh and you shall find. All right, sorry. The fallacy of white privilege and how it's corroding society. Once again, you can't go to the white guys and expect society to work. It's not going to happen. It's not, gonna, it's not you get rid of the white guys and government doesn't work. Look, at the, I'll, I'll point this out again. You know, look at the Trump administration. There's a lot of white guys in the Trump administration. We had low inflation. We had energy. You know, we had a good foreign policy. We had a strong military. You know, we had all kinds of things happening. Uh, we had the Abraham Accord. We had an amazing amount of stuff that was happening. And most of it was done by white guys. So you throw out the white guys. What do you got? You got diversity, but you get the O'Brandon administration. All right, let's get to the article. It says, last month I retweeted a comment by a contrarian writer who questioned whether racism was to blame for the spread of coronavirus, and a close white friend responded to me with a well-meaning text. And this is from July 11th of 2020. So this is right, right. it's actually when COVID ended. We switched from, from uh, reporting deaths, the CDC switched from, from deaths to cases. Let's so give you a little context of where we are. It's pre-vaccine uh, injuries by about five months. Um, this is right 2020, you know, at the height of uh, coronavirus, people thought, even though it was actually going right. So he says, a white friend responded to me with a well-meaning text. I feel it is my calling to help end the oppression people of a color like you face in our society. I understand I have white privilege, and that has consequences. What a wimp. <laughs> Jeez, what a weenie. You know, I, I, I hear white guys saying stuff like this. I just want to cringe. I'm sorry. Article says, his message left me feeling bewildered. What a friend had I actually faced, and what privilege had society conferred upon my friend because of his white skin? Growing up as a Sikh, that's S-I-K-H, turbaned boy, a Sikh turban boy in the majority white environment of British Columbia, Canada, I was a constant target of bullying throughout my elementary school years. On bus rides home, I remember having to sit in the back where the older, cool kids hung out, and they used to jump up and slap the top of part of my turban. I was constantly harassed with comments like, go back where you came from, and you don't belong here. See, I heard that when I got to the South. It's kind of interesting. That's, that's another story. He says, upon immigrating from India, when I was four, my family suffered tremendous economic hardships and cultural challenges. My mother drove a taxi at night, and my mom worked many menial jobs as a cook, house cleaner, barista, that's a coffee maker, and motel cleaner. It's fair to say my family never handed, us, handed to them on a silver platter, but more than a decade post immigration, we have found our footing in Western society, with my dad making nearly six figures, operating as a company see hard work works I know that I do what I do hard work works all right looks like uh, got a oh and uh, Ron says well, hello Ron you know feel free to type in more messages I've got a call here don't recognize the number and let me take a look real quick doo, 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 doo. Let's see if I know who this person is uh, I've I the calls in so it's a new caller so new thing you can do is get a live chat account and, uh, and, and hop on there and give your first name and uh, what you want to talk about and things like that. So let me just write your number down here. I never give away numbers, by the way. They're held in strict confidence. But it saves me a lot of screening time to find out who's calling it. Log here and see if I'm expecting this call for any reason. I don't think so. Nope, didn't think so. Okay. All right, so what I'm going to do is, let me see if our, our new person will sign in a live chat. Give them a couple minutes to do that. <clears throat> Unless Oh, it is you. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's see if uh, what's uh, Ron. So just type in your topic. And, and question, and then I'll, then I'll get you on the air. So that sounds good. Okay, so this is how live chat works. Actually, this is how live chat is supposed to work. Okay, so what you do is, if you're a first-time caller, <clears throat> and you don't have your number, so I don't know who you are yet, then uh, go to live chat, type in your, your first name is all I really require, um, and then uh, where you're calling from, and do your topic or question. And then that's, uh, if it makes sense, then i um, will take you on the air. Actually, this sounds like a pretty simple. person. Let me take him on the air anyway. So let's, so let's, let's hear from Ron. Uh, hey Ron, you're on Action Radio. What you got for us? How's it going? You're live. You're well, live on the Ethan. air worldwide.
5: Ethan.
1: Yeah. Uh, right, oh, Ethan. Okay. I'm
5: I'm host. I'm a radio show host too myself. I have
1: a podcast. Oh. And I'm all over the place. So Are you are you Block Talk uh, Radio or what kind of where do you host your show? You can Block talk mixers a uh, block okay. talk speaker, um mixler. What's I'm the name of the show? Place. What's the name of the Crazy show? Crazy Nation Radio. Okay. Crazy nation. So
5: yeah.
1: what can I do for you? Now, of course, you have to plug my show on your show <laughs> now. I mean, that's how this works, right? Well, absolutely. Uh,
5: a- absolutely <laughs> not a
1: problem. I'll tell market.
5: I'll tell you. But, no, man, you, you're, you're bringing up the, the fact of white privilege, okay? Uh, me, myself, as a Caucasian white man, uh, I have not got the, the instructions on what kind of privileges I really have. <laughs> so that's what I'm kind of looking for, to see what these privileges I have. What can I do? You know we. I mean, Where's the benefit to this, you know? Um, you know, my show's on at late night because I'm very, you know, I'm pretty rough. I mean, what am I, I'm, I'm going to keep my cool on your show because I'll, you know, i respect.
1: Well, we don't swear but, on my uh, show, but you can be controversial. I just don't want to have uh, unnecessary, gratuitous swearing because I don't think it adds to conversation. But we get extremely controversial here. Well, uh, but we're just very yeah, logical, I mean, rational, but I, yeah,
5: but I, I use Yeah, I use words, and people don't like it. That's why I'm being cool. Um, okay. I appreciate that. It's not, it's not being mean to anybody in particular. That's not what I do. It's just it what it is I talk politics. So politics is okay. the ball. That's right. cover. And it's, you know, I've been in this game for 14 years. Okay. I've been radio. I was on radio okay. before that about blog, And I got pushed into blog talk radio. So we say, look, man. You know,
1: yeah, me too. To do this. <laughs> there, I, I, there you go, and, brother. And we all got kicked. out. So, up, so yeah, I, I understand. Okay, so what's your topic? Right, so I got let's, to, let's get back to this. So
5: the, the thing is that the white privilege, and that's my topic. What, okay. what is it? What, I mean, I just hear the words, which is under the First Amendment, is legal. Any word is legal. It doesn't matter what the word is. Words are words and that's that. But then, you know, we can go on further in this thing, not only the white privilege, but also now the new, you know, the the genders. I mean, I, I care about this topic on my show, the genders. They're actually, okay. in the reality of the world, in the, in the reality of the world, there's only two ever, ever. There's never okay. going to be no others. But they claim 72.
1: So that's kind
0: of,
1: <laughs> again, 72 okay, different so, so things. So, hold on. Let me, let me just ooh. hold you up for a second here because that gets to my point that you cannot change reality because your perceptions are wrong. So you can claim 72 genders. There's still two. You know, you can claim that such yes. a thing as gay marriage, but marriage is between a man and a woman. You know, you can claim all They're kinds right. of things, but it doesn't make it real. And so let me get to the All heart right. of white privilege because we should really talk about that. I want to kind of focus. On okay. We've only got okay. uh, uh, to the top of the hour here. And I want to talk to you. No, this is interesting. But white privilege to me is a made up um, term to victimize people uh, who actually do the work, you know, the white guys uh, or a lot of the work in society uh, for other people that uh, are not as qualified and don't deserve the positions that white guys have in order to take them away. So it's a political weapon. So when someone says white privilege, what they're really saying is we want unqualified people who aren't white guys to take the jobs and get the benefits and get the money and work in the government and have the power and be the managers and be all the things that white guys have to work hard to do because we don't have any privilege. That's the big myth. You know, we're the opposite of privilege. You look at any white guy who got anywhere in society, they didn't get there because of affirmative action. They didn't get there because of, quotes. they didn't get there because of, of, of scholarships that were set aside for minorities. They didn't get there because of anything other than their own hard work. OK, so mm-hmm. the white guys are the only people in this country who can say honestly that we don't have any privilege because everybody else does. You look at the, the latest Brandon program and I went over some of it yesterday. What it talks about very specifically is kicking everybody out of government who's a white guy. And opening it to everybody else well that's an idiocracy that's an idiocracy of diversity so so white privilege See, is a racist exactly. weapon it's racist weapon that's what white privilege, When people say yeah. you know you've got white privilege white people who say it are idiots you know minorities who say it are using it as a racial weapon to say that i want what you do without earning it without without having the ability without having yeah. the capability and without Just putting in give the hard it work. to me that's what Just it is give to. it to me absolutely
5: yeah. i agree with you that's 100%. Okay? absolutely yeah, okay. absolutely. That, that's what it is. I mean, you know, the other thing, you know, what came up here recently in uh-huh. the news, you know, of course we, of course we, you know, follow that. But anyway, you know, that white guy <laughs> that got shot in St. Louis by the black guy. Okay,
0: uh-huh. right.
5: We don't hear nothing about it. Nothing. it will be nothing. It, you know, the black guy shot the white guy, um, and that was it.
1: Well, it it just, goes, it, that goes to the narrative. So it's a political, right, so, so, right. so what makes news is what advances the political leftist agenda. You know, white people are bad, black people are good. And so that's the right. problem. But we, we have to call right. it out. But where, where's, the, where's the conservative George Soros, you know, buying up a bunch of uh, media? Where's the, where's the equivalent? Right. The closest would be Donald Trump, you know, but he ran for president. Right. But where, where are the conservatives with money buying media outlets and saying, you know, black guy shot a white guy today? It's a racist hate crime. They're not out there. That, Should that's be. The Are they question. afraid?
5: You know, Biden's running. He's running again for presidency in 24. That's, that's their claim. Well, he can't. He you know, didn't win the first time.
1: Yeah. He didn't win the first time. Let's well, be honest. I, well, He's yeah, not the I, president. I'm with you on that, too. Absolutely. We <laughs> well, covered say it. it. We weren't here. For, you got to say it. on all my it. formats, they had
5: me on the – right. I was on the radio for 24 hours around the clock. Right. I don't think I was subs my assistant. had to come and help, but – yeah, that see, that, here it is, but we're not doing nothing about it, man. We're not doing nothing. Nobody cares. People say Well, they, no, we can't. But, you, see, see,
1: but it, it, it starts with you. You can't say President Biden if you know he's not the president. You can't say Biden right. administration because all you're doing is aiding the coup. You're reinforcing the coup. See, I never say that. Right. It's always Brandon, right. right. President right. Biden. Absolutely. You know, something else. But I, I refuse to aid the coup for the same reason I don't mention the names of school assassins because I'm not going to give them fame. But it starts with you and then it goes to everybody else so you so you have to you have to protest and you have to make a stand brandon is not the president i stand by that you know you've got seven states with battleground elector yeah seven battle let me rephrase that you've got seven battleground states with trump electors that are still valid electors for the 2020 presidential term that have not been dealt with they are still out there and mike pence is a traitor mike pence overruled lied and did everything he could To stop Donald Trump from becoming president, Mm -hmm. he did it illegally by not considering the Trump electors. That was the whole purpose of January 6th. He engaged in a coup. He made his bones to the deep state. And he thinks because of that, he's going to get the Republican nomination. And that was his that was his test. That was his his loyalty, you know, thing. It's like to be in the mafia, you got to go kill somebody. Well, you know, metaphorically speaking, that's what Mike Pence did to Donald Trump. He killed his election chances so that he can be the nominee. And you watch my – I say Mike Pence is going to be the deep state candidate. I'll tell you right now. And that's why. Oh, yeah. Because you know, he, he, he did a bit right. of the it deep state. Go ahead.
5: Exactly. You know, it, here's, what, here's, here's the deal. You do this for us, we'll do this for you. Money talks. That's that. That's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. Money. It's all about the money game. And, you know, I mean, stated, you know, a lot of people a lot of people, mm-hmm. pop me in. I got a lot of emails and people pressing at me and people praising me at the same time. And, and the, state, the statement was – I said that this money going to Ukraine, you know, say thirty mm-hmm. billion dollars, just about fun of it. I said thirty right. billion goes, but they keep fifteen, we get fifteen back. But they don't come back. And I said <laughs> Russia's pissed off. Russia's pissed off because Biden and uh, the whatever the guy's name is, Walensky or whatever his name is, um, they That's they awesome. got a money game going and they it, it was Biden's personal money laundering country. And he did a lot of the money too. I mean, he and it, showed it. And right on camera. And he still got elected. Or once so well, supposedly. We know it
1: was a lot. But anyway, but, wasn't you know, elected. this not it. Brandon, Brandon was, uh, he, was, was, was the choice of right. government. So I, I call it he the was, government like, choosing right. the government. That's what Brandon is. Brandon is right. the government choosing well, the well, government. The
5: corporate. Right, right. But I, okay. I go pretty deep in all this about first on stuff. and I mean, I all about it. But the thing, what I'm saying is they simply are... He said that he would not give the the country the money if they didn't fire this prosecutor. Which is extortion to me, you know. So he said, I'm gonna be here for six hours. If he ain't fired by time I leave, you ain't getting
1: nothing. Uh-huh.
5: What? What's it? No, it's on know what say about that?
1: Hold on, Ethan. Just to say, what's interesting about that is he said at the Council of Foreign Relations, and nobody's ever questioned mm-hmm. what was he doing at the Council of Foreign Relations. You know, talking about right. foreign policy uh, as an insight, uh, basically confessing to the crime of bribery and extortion um, on camera. Why the Council of Foreign <laughs> that, Relations? You know, I mean, nobody picks yeah. that up. It's all over the wall behind him, right? But nobody says anything. Yeah. It's what's not the reported that fascinates me. Yeah. Well, right, the big guy.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. You want to talk corruption? It's, you know. And I you know, I about fourteen years ago when I first got on the beach, I started on another show, uh, which I wound up hosting the show and I had a my co host with me, but and mm-hmm. we got really popular and everything did good and I predict I told people this is how I got this position when it's a fact is I said this is what's going to happen sooner. Mm-hmm. Sooner than you think. And I'm not talking tomorrow, but I'm talking within the next so many years. And mm-hmm. here it is. It's happened. It's happening. The economy's going to shit, it's gonna get rough, Yeah, and it's gonna I'm get wearing. rougher yet. Yeah
1: you know? Yeah. So what do you think? uh,
5: If you can't see it in front of you, you're blocked. Let me ask
1: you, okay, let me ask you, let's let's get some solutions here because this is action radio. And so rather than what I see most shows doing, which is raising complaining to an art form, uh, I want to know solutions. Now, my solution is citizen legislation. I don't know if you had a chance to go to writeyourlaws.com. That's our bill writing site. Uh, we, we take bills, mm-hmm. we take anybody, we teach people how to write legislation, we submit it to all levels mm-hmm. of government. I've got a bunch of bills out now. I've got uh, some bills with friends of mine at CPAC. Hopefully they will introduce our vaccine product liability bill, our bill to end big tech censorship. And the big one is a constitutional amendment to take away the power of Congress to borrow money because that's the only way you're going to stop the borrowing and stop inflation. Um, and so those are the things that we do. So, so what do you do? What, have we, what, uh, what are your predictions for the future and what are your solutions?
5: Well, the first thing we got to get rid of the Federal Reserve, the private okay. bank. Uh, that's the first thing we got to do. That, that, and that how do you do that? Political collapse.
0: How do you well, do that? Well, we kicked them
5: out. We did it before. We kicked them out okay. twice before. A lot of people don't know right. about that history. Uh, there's actually, the Central Bank of England is what it is. I mean, a lot of oh, no, it's the Federal Reserve. No, it has nothing to do with the government. But, see, people believe that. No, that's part mm-hmm. of the government. Part of the Trade right. No, it's not. It's a private bank. And, you know, this, the bonds, you know, what they do is they trade bonds. Everybody goes, well, they okay, trade bonds. That's cool. Well, people don't realize that
1: the birth certificate is the bond itself. And we were sold. You know, that's what they do. Okay, I know where, you go. well, I know where you're going. I'm going to hold you up right now. That's a bunch of nonsense. Right. Okay, the birth certificate is not a bond. You know, our lawyers are not all registered in England. You know, all this this, this national sovereign stuff, you don't have to pay taxes. It's a bunch of nonsense. I'll challenge you on it like, right no, now. I'm not a, I'm not a sovereign. No. Okay, good. Yes well and because we are we are already sovereigns so you don't have to get some you don't have to pay somebody right. to get a certificate in the mail okay but this right. is uh, right. your birth certificate is a birth certificate that's all it is OK, it's not a bond. You don't have a bunch of money mm-hmm. sitting in the Treasury. You know, all this myth. See, here's the, one of the problems with, uh, with um, talk radio is that there's a line. And in fact, one of my own reporters who I love dearly, um, but there's a line where she makes sense and then she doesn't make sense, where she says perfectly logical. I get it. I understand it. I accept it. It's wonderful. And then we cross this line and we go into this area that makes no sense that I don't accept. And we talk about this every week. And so, same thing here. So, where's the, where's the line? Let's, let's see if we can find the line of what makes sense as we go into what, what I think does not make sense. And so, that's, that's kind of where I am right now. Um, but uh, the birth certificate is the birth certificate. That's it. It's not a bond. There's no money in the treasury waiting for you. You know, there's, there's none of that kind of stuff. Unless you believe that. Right. In which case, tell me.
5: Well, the, well I, I have to blame because we did research on it. You know, we did quite a, extensive research on the topic. And it was by accident. It wasn't that, you know, I went, looked at YouTube and these people saying, oh, it's, you know, malarkey.
0: Uh-huh. The, the,
5: what happened, I was in my office one day, and I found my birth ticket, you know, and I looked at mom, dad, it's got the fuzzy, warm, feeling pool, you know, the idea. I'm uh-huh. not thinking nothing. It was the birth ticket. No big deal. It's my, you know, little legging, more or less. Uh-huh. Anyway, what's going on the is kind of part of that, too. Anyway, anyway, make a long story short, the, the thing was, when I was looking at it, I noticed at the bottom of the rim, of the frame part of the picture, of the, paper copy it's a copy you don't have the original anyway on the bottom of it it says printed by American banknote company you might want to write that
1: name down American banknote company
5: so I, I it kind of shocked me what does that mean what 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 is great well, note- wait a
1: minute hold on hold on and, no no you got me interested okay. now let me look it up so let me let me do a quick mm-hmm. uh, uh, search here i don't know if the articles is fine uh, oh, by the way, you should get me on Substack, too, gregpenglis.substack.com. I've got an article, the one I released last night, is how to get 30 million alien, illegal aliens to self-deport. That's kind of fun. So it's the the American Banknote Company. Amer, hang on. American, American, Bank. American Banknote. Banknote Company. All right, let's see what comes mm-hmm. up. Okay. Oh, away. This is going to be fun. Uh, American Banknote. Oh, home, the American That's Banknote Corporation. 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 It comes ABC Corp. Okay, so here we go. Yeah. So it says mm-hmm. ABC Corp. Hang on. Uh, you know, we, we deal in reality here. This is better, more secure products start with ABC Corp <clears throat> since 1795. So it looks like they've been around for a while, so maybe they, they published the first Bill of Rights. ABC Corp history dates back 225 years. We are a manufacturing services company like no other and sit at the intersection of fintech, I guess it's financial technology, and omni-channel content. Oh, this, this is really BS. <laughs> Customers requiring high highly bespoke products wrapped in a blanket of security call ABC Corp. We make secure simple, okay? So the thing is, your birth certificate looks like, uh, let me see if I can find birth certificates. ABC Corp, History Days Back, da, 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 da. global operations serving 120 countries, uh, about us. Manufacturing services, our roots are in a secure printer traced back through American bank known company over two centuries to 1795, when the newly established first bank of the United States, and again, I agree with you, we shouldn't have a national bank, called upon us to create counterfeit-resistant currency for a young nation. This is good. Okay, so what they make are secure birth certificates. So American Banknote Corporation, if it was secure enough for our original banknotes in 1795, you know, and their whole purpose is to make fraudulent proof or resistant documents. What's the problem with them printing a birth certificate?
5: Well, well, here's the deal. But is we call them, we, we call the company, and you know, questions. That's what we do. we investigate. We do a lot of that. Any topic. Who's we? Um,
1: anyway,
5: Who's we? We call the company. We're,
1: Who's, we're, Who's your group? My
5: appreciation radio people that work for me. Okay. I'm the host. So
1: you have a staff? You so have like I have a staff? people that work for me. Okay, cool. Yes, I do. Yeah. All right. Excellent. So anyway,
5: we, we, we researched this because it, it, kind of, it kind of shocked me. It kind of looked kind of odd. No bank, no birth certificate. What the hell they got to do with each other? It doesn't, right. it doesn't make sense. Well, anyway, we contacted them. We made a phone call. We talked to this nice lady. She was really nice. And uh-huh. I asked them, what do you print? It's just, well, we print stamps and bonds. Mm-hmm. So, okay, what about birth certificates? Well, I really can't talk about that. So she kind of answered the question with not answering the question.
1: Wait a minute. So she said can't talk period. about it in, in terms of what? Whether they actually print birth certificates or, or the technology used to, to print I, I birth certificates? I just think it was
5: period. I, I don't know. This, it, she, wouldn't, she couldn't talk about it. Just, it is a hush. That's issue for some reason. Well do you I'm see
1: why it. this is critical though? Think about this. If it's if they're printing right. if they have a technology, I mean what makes you know their birth certificates fraud proof is the fact that they have a technology that makes them fraud proof. If they give that technology away to you, then it's not fraud proof anymore. So it would make well, sense, yeah, sense. I to understand talk about that,
5: Right I understand okay. that. But there again, you know, obviously, yes, we print birth certificates. That's me finding and data, you know, it stamps, bonds, birth certificates, whatever, you know. But you gotcha. just didn't the, you know she choked up on somebody like, okay. did you ask her about so bonds? curiosity up
1: yeah. what's did that you ask her, did you ask her about printing bonds or anything else
5: no wait no, no, no. no, no. Just, she said okay. stamps and bonds i picked her for that you know i didn't want to push the, okay. the subject Just curious. anyway
1: yeah
5: anyway then we started research and everything on that we went to the treasury department and also found out about like, the cuspid number on the first certificate.
1: and Whoa, all stop, that stop stop like stop, stop slow down nope so you went to the treasury right. department and did what now
5: we researched the cuspid number on the birth certificate through the
1: Treasury Department. What's what's that word? Cusp. say that again? Cuspid number. Cuspid. C-U-S-P? Yeah. S- spell yeah. that. C-U-S-P-I-D? How do you well, spell
5: we, it? Yeah. C-u- well, you got me lost now. C-u- C-u-S-p-id, uh, cuspid, cuspid,
1: C-U-S-P-I-D, cuspid number.
5: P I T. C U S P I T.
1: P I T. cuspid number. Okay, what's that?
5: Cuspid. Anyway. That, there's a number on your birth certificate. There's another number on birth certificate. There's an actual ID number on your birth certificate, uh-huh. which is like you know, as far as like a testament number, like a like a cow tag, you know, cow ear tag. You got those numbers on it. That's what it's for. That's inventory. Okay. So that's what it means. I mean, I don't know about birth certificate part. That's not where we went for that. Well, what we did is we took that number and we put it into a bond calculator, and it did come up to an amount of money. It didn't say it's your money. It's not you, the person on Berski's money. It's not that's not the story. Uh-huh. we cannot get any further with that. Why there was a dollar mm-hmm. amount value there. So you go to, the, wait, wait, wait. Go to the which website did you money.
1: use? Which website did you use to do this?
5: U.S. Treasury.
1: Club. Okay. Right. Well, US it says treasury here Club. a U.S. It says what is a CUSIP, and they have CUSIP number. Is that what you meant, CUSIP?
5: Oh uh, yeah. All
1: right. I guess okay. So it right. says cusip number, and how do I find a stock or bond cusip? It says CUSIP refers to the Committee on Uniform Securities Identification Procedures, which oversees the entire CUSIP or cusip system. Well, that's hard to say. The, customer, right. the cusip number is a unique nine-digit so nine-digit number. So you got nine digits on the birth certificate? Does that agree with you? I believe. Yeah, I've okay. been just a
5: little while since i did this research. Okay. okay, no, I'm, I'm just curious. See Let's those,
1: see, those, see what you remember. Right. Unique nine-digit right. identification number assigned to all stocks right. and registered bonds in the United States and Canada, and is used to create a concrete distinction. Oh, they, they want me to uh, subscribe. No, not yet. Uh, distinction between securities that are traded <laughs> on public markets. These numbers are used mm-hmm. to help facilitate trades and settlements by providing a constant identifier to help distinguish the securities within trade. Well, this all makes sense each trade and corresponding custom number are recorded to facilitate the tracking of actions and activities. You don't want to lose track of your bonds. So I don't see birth certificate mentioned
5: anywhere. Mm-mm, it's not. It's not going to be. It's not. Because it's, it's, it's not what you think it is. That's the whole point. If no. you, even though it says birth certificate on it, okay, certificate. And, you know, mm-hmm. what, you, know, you got to look at other things. What else other things has a birth certificate? Like a SHIP? You
1: know, boat? No, no, no. A ship has a, uh, what does a ship have? It has, a, it has some kind of a charter or it has a, you know, it has some kind of uh, contract, <laughs> you know, to build it.
5: Well, um, but it's, it's like a bill of lading. It's what's on the ship is the issue.
1: That, no, that's a manifest. That's, that's what
5: different. You, well, right, but you got to have it to come to port. Right. You're coming into
1: a berth. You're coming into a port. Okay. Birth, so birth I mean, and birth is It's B-I-R-T-H, it's it's B-I-R-T-H right. and B-E-R-T-H. Okay, so you, we don't right. have to choose those two. Right. All right. Uh
0: huh.
5: Right. Right. But you gotta, right. you gotta, you gotta look at the history. You gotta. Look, it's a lot of research involved. Didn't really come up with a conclusion.
0: Oh. And like we it.
5: never got to an actually any conclusion. We just, we never did come up with it. We just couldn't understand the point. Why was it? You know, they state that the births going to come up to 1933 after 1929 uh-huh. Great Depression, and you know, and you okay. a license. But he also got into the field of licensing, you know, marriage license, driver's license, fishing license, business license. Why, why do you need permission in a free world? Well, choose? I agree with
1: you there. I, you I think permission. driver's license is unconstitutional so. because in a free society, we have a right. right to travel. If you don't have a right to travel, you don't have a free right. society. So the idea of a driver's license true. is absurd. Now, on the That's other you got hand two categories. You know, That's the thing. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me just finish the, the, the being, a, being a pilot. You know, I do believe in, in demonstrating your competency. I don't want people hopping into the airplanes sure. just because they think they have a right to travel. So there's nothing wrong with requiring a test of your competency to operate a vehicle, but you're not being licensed. You, the government isn't giving you permission. You get, you know, you get the you get to do it by simply demonstrating your ability. That means anybody who has the ability, and people should be tested, I think, every 10 years, and after 65, every five years, and after 80, like you know, every six months. <laughs> you know, anyway. Yeah, but the point yeah. is I agree, that right. uh, yeah. that you you should be able to demonstrate. But the only requirement for a driver's license is that, or a driver's certificate is that you should demonstrate your competence. And that can be done mm-hmm. local police or insurance companies, or we can figure out how to do that. But there should not be a driver's license, which is not to say you should not have identification. I don't mind the state requiring an identification. You should be able to, to clearly identify who you are. That's public information. Right. Okay, just like yeah, your passport right. when you come into the country. But this CUSIP number, right. I've got the, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission on here now, and they talk about CUSIP numbers consist of nine characters, including letters and numbers that uniquely identify a company or issuer and the type of financial instrument. So to have a CUSIP number or birth certificate makes no sense. I'd have to see one. I don't, okay.
5: uh... Everyone has one of them has one. Okay. All
1: right, did. now, is that um, – but, but just because – all right, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just because it has a CUSIP number – and CUSIP numbers are used on bonds and financial instruments. Does not mean that the birth certificate is a financial bond or or a securities instrument simply because it's on a birth certificate. All it means is that that printed birth certificate is a unique number using the technology that's also used for financial instruments. So you can't make the association just because they both have CUSIP numbers that the birth certificate is a financial instrument. That's an illogical leap. Right, but you you got to do
5: the research and look at history. How that's how we come up
1: with it. Well, that's not a history. Tell me, everything. tell me the history, and and, and, and you know, tell well, me I your don't, case. I don't remember all
5: of it, dude. It's, you know, I remember, we're talking years ago, like, On this uh, Okay. It, well, I'm it, just
1: curious. Dude. It's been no quite problem.
5: some time. But I'm, just, yeah. you know, for what? I'll top of my head. I'll give you. I'll give you. It. But, but the thing uh-huh. is, it, it came out. You know, the issue was the how it came. up. The, uh-huh. the, like a driver's license. Okay, they considered it a privilege. You know, what do you mean privilege? Why do you – you see what I mean? That just do not make no
1: sense. Okay, then, well, let's we, talk about that.
5: Because we, we looked at who, – who we looked who at determines. every topic in license. Wait a minute. What's who that?
1: determined it was a privilege? Who determined it was a privilege? The state. The state living. I think it was a judge. Let's find out. Let's, no, this, this yeah, is a I good know, topic exactly to research, not know exactly who
5: came up that term. I don't well, know. Well, let's find
1: out. Because so, you know, I mean, we so didn't it's, have driver's license for the founding. You know, you don't have to. You don't have a horse license, so this is something that came about after a certain amount of time. Let's go. Who created right. the or, or who? Let me see. Who? Let me see. Who in government?
5: Well, the original driver's license First, came out were people that were hired to drive other people. That's a driver.
1: That's
0: a commercial because license. That's different.
5: Right. It's right. Well, so corporations if, if have drivers. If you to have a driver's license as a regular person, that makes you commercial. Uh-huh. See? Yeah. It's Yeah. There's two different type of people. You are two people. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't seem to understand that. A lot of people will argue the point, and that's fine with me. But we tested this out, too. You know, there's a difference between an American citizen and a U.S. citizen. Two different
1: people. Same guy. That, that's not true. Didn't get it. That's not true. That's not true. I don't know. We we tested it, <laughs> and we not. found out you know, it's, mean, of, it's, it's legit. Same thing. All right. The country right. is the United States of America. You know, when the Constitution says we the people of the United States of America, you can use different terms. You can say American citizen or U.S. citizen, but it's the same thing, two citizenships. That doesn't make any sense.
5: I I know. It's crazy. I get it. That's what I'm, I know. Okay. I do not right. believe it either, man. I'm with you on that. I, I'm 100% with you. I, well, I don't believe
1: it at all. We... I think it's a bunch of well, nonsense. Well, so you got to do the well, research. Well, the so you'll,
5: you'll find out as you go along, but don't
1: Wait, 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 wait. Wait, Ethan, if you don't mm-hmm. present the research when you present the case, you have no case. See, this is what I'm getting at. Constitution says well, right here, okay, we the people just, of the right, – right. hold, hold on. Hold on. We okay, the people ahead. of the mm-hmm. United States – in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, et cetera, et cetera. So the Constitution says we the people of the United States. The Constitution by the states ratified to limit the federal government to certain powers. And the, the ultimate power on the states is the people. So the Constitution is representative of we the people of the United States. That's what the citizenship is. So you can't be – there's no – you can't – if you say American or say U.S. citizen, the citizenship doesn't change. I mean the words might change, but the citizenship doesn't change. Right? Kind of. But well, I kind of. Okay, it. but, you, but this, now this, is, this is really important. What we're talking about here is really important. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Because there's a lot of folks right. that, uh, that will, will, will uh, say stuff like this, um, and I'm, I, I just want to challenge it, okay? But many people believe mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying. So you represent a huge population out there of folks. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. if you, just because you do research doesn't mean you did correct research. Just because you did research doesn't mean your conclusions based on that research are correct. So what I want you to do is prove the case, okay? If you can distinguish well, and, and cite sources and lead me to a place that'll show me that there's a difference between an American citizen and a U.S. citizen, I'm all for it. I'm with you. Okay. Well, Make it's, sense. It's and you can call me too. You don't have to do it now. You it's, know, but right, but, right, but, but I'm, right, Okay. But that's cool. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm
5: just, I'm just telling you, just, it, we live in a dip, It's, it's a different world than you can handle. It's, you know, it, a lot of people, oh, no, you're talking sovereignty and all that. No, i don't talk to that. I don't, I, you know, no. Sovereign okay, okay. People claim to be sovereigns are crazy. They're just nuts. To okay. me, personally, I think they're out of their mind. You know, because of the way they portray it, you know, like the birth certificate and, the, you know, I'm above the law and all these other things, you know. There's 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 two different categories, though. There's two different sets of rules. Uh-huh. One's law, one's a rule. It's, it's kind of crazy. You know, the, the Constitution no, no, page, no. Rules, drunk, rules right? have the
1: effect of laws, but they're not the same thing. Rul- regulations. Well, let's just call them regulations. Regulations are right, different. Right, than,
5: uh, than, right, right. There's, there's rules even and the legible, laws. In effect. Huh? Right, rules and law. Right. Like all, all driving incidents or anything to do with the driver's license, traffic tickets, all that stuff, are considered rules. You know, you have a book that you read before you get to driver called Rules of the Road.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's what it means. But, but they're based on they laws. laws. They're, they're based know? on laws that were that created the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles, the Motor Vehicle Code, things like that. All those codes and, law, and rules and regulations are all based on original laws. They, that's all how, many laws do we have? how many laws do we have in the United
5: States? How many laws well, I do can we check have? the
1: U.S. Code and, and go by title and section and probably tell you, <laughs> but I don't think that's really well, relevant.
5: Well, we have – I asked one time on uh-huh. my show, I asked people, I said, when you woke up this morning, how many felonies did you commit? You know. And they you know, it's crazy. I mean, there's so many different things out there that could get you locked up that seem like yeah. they don't make no sense at all. At all. You know, and, and it's 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 sad. We are we are so bombarded with so many laws and rules that are turned into so called laws. And it's it's on and uh-huh. on and on and never end.
1: Okay. The the amount of laws is not the problem. The problem is the bad laws because there are good laws. We were right, right here. We have a law on vaccine viability. That's a good law. We have a law that eliminates mm-hmm. big tech censorship. That's a good law. We have a constitutional amendment that would take away the power of Congress to borrow money. That's a good law. But these are all new laws. That's actually a constitutional amendment. We have a, a, mm-hmm. a law, we have a bill that would disarm the federal bureaucracy, all 287,000 agents that are illegally armed. That's a good law. Mm-hmm. So it's not, the, it's not saying that there are too many laws. There's too many bad laws. But laws themselves, you need a certain amount of laws or you have anarchy. And if you have total laws, you have totalitarianism. So what you want to have is a situation where you have just enough laws to maintain your liberty. And liberty is the place where any fewer laws you had for anarchy and any more laws than you had for tyranny. So it's a a really balanced point that protects life, property, uh, you know, life, uh, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's the point of liberty. That's where you want to be. So you need only enough laws to do that. Make
0: sense?
5: Kind of, but if you don't have that, kind of, you don't. You know? No, yeah, you don't have you don't have liberty anymore. You don't, no, that's done and gone. You, the fact. Okay, where is, am I wrong? They red flag. Take for example, red flag laws. Okay?
1: okay. They have the right
5: to walk in your house any time they want to. You know, not more. That's, that's not
1: constitutional. Those those laws are illegal. That's what. They're illegal. They're they're enforced at gunpoint, but they're illegal. There's no such thing as red flag laws or prior restraint. Prior restraint is arresting you for what the government thinks you might do in the future, maybe. That is unconstitutional. That is illegal. All red flag laws are categorically illegal.
5: But, you know, the new law, that one red flag law is I could think my neighbor's crazy. Just out of of the top of my head to say my neighbor, I think, is crazy. Not that I don't know this guy or anything like that, but I can Mm -hmm. call the police and tell them this guy's crazy. I think he has guns, so they get to go walk right in his house and see if he has any weapons.
1: No, no, they walk don't. Up. Yes. No. They do. they do. They do it, but they don't do it legally. Let me ask you let me just one right, more question. I got, got well, Diane on the line. We're going we're gonna to switch over here to uh, our election integrity report. But it says in 1886, this is from the history, history.com, right? So we're getting back to driver's license. 1886, German inventor Carl Benz patented was generally regarded as the first modern car. Less than two decades later, in 1903, guess where? Massachusetts you know, and Missouri became the first states to acquire a driver's license. Massachusetts, that bastion of freedom in the 1700s, by 1900 was already a socialist state. Okay? We're going to look into this because I want to get the, the original legality of who first decided. So let's go, I'm going to go to Massachusetts mm-hmm. and Missouri and see why they required a driver's license. Because they can't. Right. If you have a right to travel, and I'm not saying you can't mm-hmm. test for competency, OK, that's that's All definitely right. uh, a thing for government to do or for industry or somehow to do it. But government is responsible for determining, you know, the, the legal and the illegal uses of, for example, motor vehicles. That's their job. Mm. But can they require a license to be able to do that and exercise it as a privilege? No. Oh, there we go. All right. On that note. Um, thanks, Ethan. <laughs> appreciate your call on the show today. Probably a little more than you bargained for, but that's kind of what we do around here. Um, hey, Diane, did you get a chance to hear some of our chat? Hey,
4: good morning. No, sorry, just got on.
1: Huh. Okay. I don't have a theme yeah, for you. Yeah, I listened to the last two
0: minutes. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah, well, <laughs> what is well
1: actually, I don't have a theme for you, but I do have something I can play just to kind of get us in the mood for, for talking. I haven't played this for a long time. I have all these things on my on my right side here on the screen. Um, yeah, back in a minute. So this this will get in the mood to talk election integrity and medical freedom. Yeah. <laughs> violated by the current coup, the current illegal activities, and all the other nasty stuff that's going on. So you feel in the mood now? You feel patriotic? You feel America first In mm. <laughs> Well, good. Here. Welcome back. What you got? What's going on?
4: Oh, oh mm. I was so excited to see something today. Well, it was actually last night. Um, what happened? I've always been a fan of Sydney Powell. Mm, and um she she just kinda went dark. She just went quiet, really quiet for a long time. I think I don't know, an NDA maybe, somebody shut her up. But um <laughs> she came back and I had I know it makes it makes you wonder, you know. But right. I um I saw something, she's I follow her on Telegram and she mm-hmm. finally came back. I had tried and tried to find uh in twenty I think it was twenty twenty one she had posted some patents that the DOD had uh they had and they were one of them i'm sitting here looking at them now but i tried and tried to find them she was talking about them and i could never find them on her site she's gotten her site a lot more organized
0: mm-hmm.
4: and now she's posting the patents from the dod and they are to uh to follow our elections and to interfere with our elections, basically so um okay so dod well, come up any twice election now. Okay, in the i would last...
1: say no. Hold on just a second, because this is really important. DOD and the CIA especially, but the DOD has come up twice now uh, in conversations with Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Robert yeah. Malone, uh, and now and with Jeff Sidney Childers. Pound with elections. So, so with Jeff Childers. Jeff okay, Childers. So, yeah, let's, mm-hmm. let's don't forget Jeff Childers. So now we've got the DOD doing two things, COVID and elections. Yep. So we've, th- there's our work for the next six months right there. So what is going yep. on here? What is the DOD doing? And Josie wants uh, the military to take over. <laughs> Sorry, Josie, no, because <laughs> no. these are the people that are going to do it. Um, so let's let's well, talk Well, I don't I, know. There may be a good
4: fraction. There may be a good faction of the military. I'm I'm sure there may be a good fraction of the military left. I'm going to are you is. this.
1: But we're not I'm seeing them. <laughs>
4: you this. They're not in power right now. Yeah. Well, that's just because you got millions. in charge. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I'm. I'm going to email this to you now, and you can look at it with me. How about that? Okay,
1: let's go, let's go uh, over it. Well, you sent me something which I okay, unfortunately had to take off my screen because I had, I can only have so much on the on the the bottom of my computer and get the show done. So that's that's uh, that's part of it. Anyway, go ahead. Send me uh, something. Well, let me let me I'm check my email. It. Uh,
4: I haven't sent yet.
0: so it'll take a second. I'm sending
4: it to your personal email. Okay, I'll wait. So it's. It's on the way. Now, okay. it's, it's under her site. It's called Defending the Republic, Sidney Powell, uh-huh.
1: if you want to Defending. look it up
4: and follow along with us. Well,
1: i got a funny story to and tell you about Sidney Powell in a bit. So, DefendingTheRepublic.com?
4: I sent you the email. I'll give you the link. But I'm talking about for our viewers, if they want to follow along with us.
1: It's,
0: okay.
4: Um, if, if you get on to Defending the Republic, uh, it was on September 29th of 2021 that she put this out and this letter and so yeah this is one you sent me before Uh,
1: I've got it but I I had to like I said I had to take off my screen at that time because I had too much stuff on my screen so let's take a look at it now okay
4: I think yeah I sent to you last night that's okay so um, but there's I sent you my article last night too yeah I have not seen it Okay, U.S. Well, I
1: just, 7 I million.
4: In go,
1: go ahead.
4: Well, yeah, no wonder I haven't seen it. Seven <laughs> million four hundred five hundred forty-nine thousand forty-nine B2. That's the patent number. 7,549,049 B2. The patent date was June 16th of 2009. Um And I haven't been able to That would be stuff, Obama.
1: That would be Obama's term. What oh, yeah, that makes a
4: lot more sense.
1: Yeah. Oh, how about that?
4: Okay. So where are you, where are you in this relates... big form you
1: just sent me? So where are we now? It says, Defending the Republic, Join okay. the Fight to Preserve the Foundation of America. They all know now how go to down. do it. Go ahead. Go down, and you see the patent number,
4: the first patent that she U.S.
1: Shows. United States patent, patent number US 7549049B2, June 16, 2009. Yep. Okay. Now go
4: down. See, the highlighted yellow part, there. I'm sure.
1: what oh, I was Patrick. Would you like to read the that and tell us about it? Go ahead.
4: I don't, I'm, I'm just now first looking at it. So I'm going to read it for the first time. I, I do thought. that
1: on the air all the time. The the don't worry about it. Just read, read and yeah. think and talk. You just do it all at once. <laughs> Welcome to radio.
4: Well, this is the part that she highlighted that she thought was important. Okay. Present invention relates to a system and method for dynamically auditing of election electronic elections using an electronic registration and voting system. In particular, the present invention provides false voting data associated with false voters in the voting system, recovers voting records associated with the false voters, and compares the stored voting records to the original false voting data.
1: That's hysterical. They don't tell That's us about this stuff. <laughs> so this isn't patent, right? Okay, so, so for folks to understand, yes. I'm just learning this for the first time because I got this sent yesterday, but I didn't have a chance. I was you know, writing my own article. But there's a U.S. patent. It says dynamic auditing of electronic elections. So the auditing machine is designed for fraud, and they have a patent. They've actually patented fraud. <laughs> yeah. This is friggin' hysterical.
4: I see. I found this you know, okay. after, before I really got into a lot of intellectual election interior stuff, where I was, right as I was getting into Defense Florida, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And then it just disappeared, and I couldn't find uh-huh. it anywhere. It's like mm-hmm. they, they made her take it offline, or they were killing her line, or whatever. I don't know. But mm-hmm. so I was so excited. And I was just talking about her this week. It's uh-huh. like God works in mysterious ways, and then back she comes.
1: Yeah, look at Action Radio. And I was, just, <laughs> tell me about it.
4: I know. <laughs> I was so wondering where. Her patents were because I'm like they were awesome. I didn't get any kind of copy of them. I didn't uh-huh. before they took them all down. So yeah, put this um, on your
1: hard drive. I, uh, it's, it's like when I do the when I do my uh, subject done. on the on the CDC chart. You know that proves that COVID ended yeah. about mid July of 2020. Uh, I have that on my hard drive. Yeah. And so when the FBI sees yeah. it, that's fine. I still remember what the chart looks like. So you guys, you know, you and the FBI who are listening to us right now, uh, you know, <laughs> you can take my computer. You can take anything you want. I've still got a brain, unless you kill me, which may be the plan. I don't know. We'll find out someday. No, but no. Let's not do that.
0: Let's
1: we'll not do that. Okay, no, I want to be around. i got things to do. But in other words, if they take all okay. my stuff, i still got my brain. I still remember it. Uh, I just can't. I won't be able to demonstrate it as graphically. And so, yeah, I shouldn't yeah. talk in such stark terms. You know, actually, uh, a friend of mine who's a reporter uh, Judy McLeod up in, in Canada uh, who does Canada free press is basically for Americans Said that all reporters should routinely say every like two or three months that they're fine. They're healthy. They're normal. You know, they're not suicidal. Yeah. Life is great. And just in case something happens, you know, say, well, they just said they were fine, you know, so, uh, I, everyone's while, I think about I am, that, so I should joke. I am not suicidal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, neither am I. I'm happy. I have I've a never big been this <laughs> happy. I'm so happy. Look, we get to talk on the radio about all this cool stuff. Anyway, so the point is that uh, you know the FBI, KGB. You know, if you're listening in, you probably are. Um, first of all, if you're going to show up in my place, you know, give me some warning. I'll make coffee. We'll talk. You know, we'll talk like civilized people. Then you can seize all my stuff illegally. <laughs> <clears throat> Having said that. <laughs> I hope I'm not inviting too much trouble here, but, you know, I, I can't help it. I just can't. No, I, I, no, Free speech. Free speech means that you speak freely. Okay, that's the whole point, folks. All right. Anyway, so exactly. that's the patent. Now, so tell me about what you yeah, know about Sydney read down. What do you know about her?
4: I'm just okay, going to read. I'm going to read down the highlighted portions on this page. Okay. Go down to the go, next uh, highlighted portion. Why you so the whole
1: page? It's not, not that me. long. Do, the, do this whole section. Oh, I
4: don't want to read the
1: whole thing. Okay, I'll do it later. i got
4: too much other things to talk about.
1: Oh, okay. Well, just do so the
4: highlight. She knew the highlight part. She put the highlights in there. So these must be the important parts. This invention was made with government support under the orders <laughs> for service, DOD, well, all these numbers, doesn't really matter, but um, awarded to – censured by the National Institute of Health Division of Information Technology Acquisition. The government has certain rights in this invention.
1: See, I didn't know the uh, government could patent technology or things. See, I don't think that's legal. Yeah. And because if the government Probably can not. patent so yeah, in other they're words, not if doing you,
4: anything else legal?
1: Well, that's true too, yeah, but just think about it. If you have an invention you know, that you, that you, that you want to patent, you send all the documents into the, the trademark, the USPPO. And I forgot which comes first. It's either patent and trademark or trademark or patent office. You send it into the patents department of the government to have your invention patented, you know, whether it's the computer, the automobile, the refrigerator, whatever it is that, that you come up with. Um, and the government says, you know, that's a really cool idea. We're going to patent it first. <laughs> well, that defeats the whole purpose of the patent office. If they're stealing inventions yeah. from people, making them government. But this doesn't seem to be that kind of case, because who thinks they could sell commercially a voting machine that's designed to make fraud of the election? Because you know, that's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the only people who could
4: well, patent you know, they had all a... those patents for COVID too. They had all those patents, and a lot of those. Oh yeah, came well up that's that, that's medical. Well.
1: We'll talk about that a bit. But think about this: the only uh, people, the only entity in society that could patent a fraud voting machine is the government. Because if anybody else did it, they'd be in jail. Right.
0: Yeah. It's
1: exactly. Just like, well, they do that like...
4: stuff all the time. If we did it, we go to uh, jail. Yeah. If they do it, it's just yeah, you know,
1: just well, as usual. Though. Yeah, it's only the government yeah. that could have burned all those chemicals in Ohio. Because if, if Northrop, Norfolk uh, Norfolk Southern had burned all those chemicals, they'd be in jail for environmental, uh, you know, mayhem, or whatever the crime is. Well, but the the government did. You're, well, you're, it's just expedient. We uh, just take
0: time.
4: Get off on yeah. a tangent. They're they're trucking like truckloads of all that stuff, and they took them over to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan was like, no. <laughs> and they they took them right to. Uh, my like, some friends from here own a condo up there, and they took them to that town. I'm like warning them because they're up there. So I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, well, you're getting truckloads of nasty stuff coming to Michigan." So we got <laughs> off on a tangent.
1: Yeah, Michigan's gonna be really. Oh, that's now that makes it interstate commerce. Congress <laughs> well, can get. Yeah.
4: That. Well, they don't.
1: Yeah, Once they
4: again, mean. they don't care. They're gonna do whatever they want. Oh, that's great. Okay. Right, let's, get now, back to, the, let's get back to fraudulent, high-
1: patenting fraudulent technology because this really is fascinating.
4: I know. This is so exciting. I can't tell you how excited uh-huh. I was Um I okay. made my day. Yep. Okay. Now, the next highlighted section says 100 accessible through a network, one, eh? such as the Internet, by user, such as absentee voter or a person desiring to register as a voter for any computing device. 120 anywhere in the world and some voters, local or state laws. I don't know what any of this means.
1: They might have so, footnotes. Let's look at the bottom uh, of the page and see if they look down there somewhere. No, I don't see them. So it's, it's it, it something corresponds about to an something. It
4: ca- says something yeah. about an internet cafe in any city, state, or country. So they're like going to do this from an internet cafe in Paris or something.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Control our voting. Nice. Now there's another the next patent is number 7, well 73773 seven, seven, three. No, I said that wrong. 7377431B2. Seven, 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 date uh-huh. May the 27th of
1: 2008. Mhm. So oh, Obama
4: This is the present the present convention like... was supported in part <laughs> by the US Army. The government may have certain rights to this intervention. It's uh, yeah
1: wait! Okay, governments, governments don't have rights. Governments don't have rights. This is our rights. Governments don't have rights. This is all illegal. And here's illegal. Keep going. <laughs> What's next? A,
4: a system and method for overcoming decision-making and communication errors to produce expedited and accurate group choices.
1: Yeah, yeah. In, In other words, the, the, the individual voters don't count. Wait, wait, hold on. What that means is individual yeah. voters don't count. They're going to they're going take the groups and uh, they're going to group the votes and so they they're get gonna their, vote their for their you. Incentive. Yeah, exactly.
4: It says in the past, wired and wireless networks have been used to process individual choices or votes into collective outcomes in decision rooms, survey polls, and other collective decisions. Nice. <laughs> uh, it says do not wait. And do not weight individual votes on one or more dimensions of choice to maximize the group probability of making one or more correct or optimal collective decisions.
1: Okay, let me explain that one. So what they used to do, what they did was they would weight the votes. In other words, a vote for Brandon would count as one and a half. A vote for Trump would count as half a vote. So in other words, Trump had to get two votes for every vote that Brandon got when they weighted the votes. Okay, that's illegal.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> one person, one vote, yeah. one uh they all count hundred percent. Um, but not in this system. Yeah. So this is this is fraud. This is great. Now where's this going? Yeah. Uh, I think we're at the end of, we've got some diagrams and some other stuff down here. So where's where are they going with this? I what do you think? What is, is, what, is uh, what is Sydney Tall well, say? Okay. Well, well you know I want her on the show now,
4: right? She said, you, you,
1: okay,
4: I I love her. Did, well I yeah.
1: Well I'll tell you a funny story now, in a minute. She
4: said, Okay, let me read something that she put on her site. I, her last – she said something about – she has – if people don't believe her, they're like, why didn't you bring the Kraken? She calls it the Kraken. And it's like no judicial – no judiciary will see her evidence. She said no one disputed it, but no one
1: uh, – Well, that's, that's how they get around it. the
4: judiciary it. will even look at her evidence.
1: Well, see, that's yes. why that that's the, that's their plausible deniability. Yes. And that's how the left says, well, this this no court has has accepted. No court has ruled against, you know, uh, uh, Brandon ruled for Trump. Well, they've never looked at the evidence. See, that's illegal. They, they have yes. to. The courts have to take the cases and they're not doing it. See, Supreme Court had to take the Texas case. Mm-hmm. Something
4: about having like 4000 documents mm-hmm. and. um and no one will even look at her documents.
1: Well, they can't, because if they do, but, they'll have um, to do something. Now they're responsible for yeah. it, and they don't want to be responsible. So, you know.
4: Yeah, well, I'm hoping that if something comes mm-hmm. with this, and with all that Arizona proceedings going on, I listened to that so talk forever. About, to that for yeah, talk hours. about Katie
1: Hobbs, and uh, Josie mentioned this uh, Tuesday, but let's talk about Katie Hobbs and, uh, you know, her connections to the cartel mm-hmm. and anything you know about and the, the woman, uh, Ms. Berger, who just totally – laid out the most amazing descriptions of corruption beyond anything. I, I'm, I've i got a pretty good imagination, and this is beyond what I thought. This is wild. Yeah. Do you have anything on that?
4: Well, a lot of it... Well, I listened to it for like an hour and a half. They. Um, what is the guy's name? The He's the actual investigator. Thrill, or I don't know what his name is. but It's his ex-wife. He's like throwing her under the bus. She um, was like really corrupt. And he has a whole lot of evidence on his ex-wife, but he's got a lot of evidence on Katie Hobbs that she's done a lot of – it's laundering money through buying homes. And then they've used a lot of businesses that really don't exist, and um, so – they went on and on and on. And the woman that was presenting, she wasn't really good at presenting. She kept stumbling over everything. She just had so much stuff, that they kept stopping her, saying, "Well, you can't really go into that because she was talking about murdering people, getting murdered," and they stopped her.
1: This wasn't the Australian woman so, um, I heard. This is somebody different, right? Because the woman that was doing all the I, revealing was was very local, very organized, and and uh, but she an Australian accent, so you know, she's been here for a few yeah, years, but well, you know, the accent's still there. I
4: listened to her for. I listened to her for an hour, and I thought she, she – parts of it were real organized, dumbling over other parts, and they kept stopping her. It must and, have been later you know, then,
1: because the, the part I heard – I heard, like, the first half of it. So maybe it was in the second half that she had problems. <laughs>
4: well, she probably got tired.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that <laughs> happens. You know, Don't speak hours. too long. you got to be brief. Yeah. You know, the, the reason I have reporters on yeah. the show is I can't talk for three hours, and I wouldn't want to subject somebody to three hours of me talking. That's I bring you folks but on.
0: She,
4: yeah, but she had a ton of evidence, but then she mm-hmm. got into the weeds, and they—I don't know who the panel was. I guess it was the Senate in Arizona.
1: See, that's but, key, though. Um, you they, know who? They shut who, her now, up. It, we've had, you know, we've had Wendy Rogers on the show, who's a state senator from Arizona. Yeah. She won reelection. She's on the judiciary, the election committees, things like that. And so, chances are she was on that panel, and so that's that we've yeah. something to look into. So I go, to, I would go to Wendy Rogers' sites. Uh, and find out you know what this what this hearing was what, and what they're going to do with it because Arizona did a full audit and yet they've never retracted their Brandon um, electors despite the fact that the the audit proved that Brandon didn't win and that's the whole point of it. Yeah.
4: Well, I couldn't tell you know, really who was in the room. I was watching it. I was listening to it on my phone, and mm-hmm. they'd cut in and look at like a couple of gentlemen sitting there. And then they cut back to her really quick, so they didn't really look at anybody else that was in the room much. That I, when I was looking at my phone, I was trying to do other stuff else. I was listening to it. So
0: right. I should probably gotcha. sit
4: and just watch it on my computer <laughs> hmm. and see what happened. But I mean, there's hours and hours of testimony. I know. It's hard to figure out
0: when they. Well, I wish in, they put out
1: the uh, the edited verses. It's like when Congress does a hearing. I don't want to listen to the Democrats because I don't care about that. So I'm hoping that the GOP, when they get smart. We'll put out just the GOP questioners of all of all the uh, the, the radicals and in, in the Brandon insurrection, and just so we can hear their questions. They don't care about the liberal questions. They don't they don't say anything meaningful. What are they
4: going to do about this? There's there's like mountains and mountains and mountains of evidence out there. It's like a tinderbox, and like what mm-hmm. map that's going to strike is it's going to blow something out of the water where
0: we get this stuff stopped? I well, see, know. but here's the problem
1: though. People are. It doesn't matter how much evidence there is. They don't want to do anything. They, they, they think yeah. that they should just go along. They think that the next election is just going to push it to, it's kicking the can down the road. You know, it's kicking our, our constitution down the road is what they're doing, you know, because I, we've yeah. said on this show from the very beginning, if you don't fix 2020, there isn't going to be a 2022 or a 2024. Now, I don't know. Here's a question for you. I've been thinking about this for a while, uh, ever since the 2022 election. The House went Republican. Now, why would the Democrats allow that? Knowing that they cheat, knowing that uh, they could have right thrown out. it.
4: They know they have they're they're controlling the rhinos. They
0: don't care.
1: Okay. But there's still investigations. Yeah. Now do you think the investigations are not going to do anything or go anywhere? Do you think McCarthy was they're put there to talks. make sure Okay. All right. They're, that
0: they're makes all
1: sense. Talks, I mean I agree yeah. with you. It, yeah. All right. I was just curious. Well
4: there's there's a whole bunch more going on too with Eric. So, Ooh. um
1: Define that again so people yeah. don't think you have a boyfriend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, what is no. Eric?
4: Have a wonder wonderful husband of thir- uh, how many years thirty three years. Um,
0: Sorry, dude. No, it's
4: electronic <laughs> <laughs> electronic registration information center. It's a big corrupt giant organization mm-hmm. that we pay thousands of dollars for. We pay twenty five thousand dollars to get into it mm. for the state of Florida. There's thirty mm. something states in the in the country that are in it, but it's like our legislators are now throwing it under the bus. They they're they're like, it's like, I don't know, an enticement to stay away from getting rid of the machine. It's like, okay, we'll give you all this if you let us keep the What didn't they watch Terminator? Don't, don't
1: they know the machines don't have our don't. interest at heart? I mean, what's wrong with exactly. the people?
4: Yeah. So we we have to get rid of both. Now, there's, well, Eric, you know, what what I don't understand is, well, Cord Bird got on, uh, he's our Secretary of State for South for uh, Florida, and okay. he was on a Zoom call for with a bunch of election integrity people the other day, and he's hmm. saying that the reason that he wants to keep uh, keep Eric is because it gets rid of duplicates, duplicates, which it doesn't.
0: Whoa, it doesn't that's have so many bogus. reports
4: That it doesn't.
0: That's so, bogus. Uh, but
4: what <laughs> yeah. what we found out was uh-huh. that that it gets rid that you know if you. Eric steals our information. It takes up a whole bunch of our information. We've got our last four of our social, all kinds of information from the DMV, Social Security. It takes all this information, and it gives it private entities, NGOs, and one of them is mm-hmm. called CEIRS, c e i r yeah. And that's illegal, and they haven't stopped it. And they actually collect information on minors. Sixteen-year-olds. How many parents would be so furious that they found out that these people are taking information from their minors? Now, we can't prove what they're passing this year, but they have. They're collecting information on minors because they're getting all the information from the DOD. Now, uh-huh. I mean, from the DMV. Now, the DMV says they don't give out the information from minors, but I, I don't. I, I want to see that improve. I bet we can't look at Eric's. Um, at their databases now, and this is the, the funniest part about Eric that came out this week. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Secretary of State of Alabama, he said he got elected. The very first thing he was going to do was get rid of Eric because he thought it was crooked. And he decided he was in Washington, D.C., and he went to Eric's home office. Where they have it? their lady as their home office. He went over there in D.C. Was it
1: Barcelona and, or is it? Oh, it's D.C.? Okay.
4: It, it, there's nothing in the D.C., yeah, and there's nothing there. It is a computer center where they rent out time on computers. I mean, it's not, it is not home-based for Eric. So they've bold-faced lied to all of us about of where their home office is. So where, where is all of our personal information stored? They only have six employees. They don't need a big building. But, um, you know where where are they storing all of our personal information? if they're going to lie to us about where their home office is, what uh-huh. else are they lying about? so um uh-huh. and there's there's zero place on their entire database to input citizenship, so they don't give a flip if you're a citizen or not as a parent. and you know this this we pay thousands of dollars a month for these people to bloat our voter rolls. They're supposed to be cleaning them. And they give away our personal information, which is illegal. So, and they lie about their home office and our corrupt (laughs) Secretary of State. I I do not trust this man anymore. And he has got to get rid of this. And now it appears that they're trying to throw this under the bus. There's there's two different choices that we have that I'm seeing right now to go to be able to help us cleaning our database. And I haven't done enough. I haven't looked in and investigated them enough to know intelligently to have a conversation about either one of them. But um, Chris Jersky, he's the guy from Red Belly Road. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're from Lake County. And he's a huge, he's really into, there's, uh, uh, it's going with the post office. There is, uh, if we use the post office, then you use, it's like the, the extra four numbers that come after your zip code and he uh-huh. said you get better rates if if we use that for our database we know when people move we have their correct addresses um you can find it all in real time and um let me see what the name of that was called. uh i have to find his email real quick um but he um He's a big believer in just using this tech. There's another technology called fractal programming that we've been looking into as well. And I'll talk about that in just a second.
0: Um, okay. okay, it's
4: called the CAS verified, that C-A-S-S verified. That's what the post office. So okay. um, it you get reduced rate postages. So states could save millions of dollars there. Uh, that they are currently giving to the printers only to have undeliverable mail go to our landfill. Uh, it said, with that same tool from USPS, we did an analysis on the entire state of Florida and found a little over 400,000 voters that had no good mail address on file. 87% mm-hmm. of Florida voter registrations don't follow cast verification standards. Huh. So if we use this, it might be better. I need to look into it a little bit more. And he, I, I'm telling you, this guy, he, Chris Dursty, he really is digging into some good stuff. So um, they're the ones that found um, in Lake County where Red Belly Road had been flipped over to 12th, or 12th Avenue had been flipped illegally to Red Belly Road for two weeks.
1: I remember and then, that. I um, know what you're two, talking about, yeah. But here's...
4: Two, uh, here's they, the... they offer, or they actually got two mail-in ballots sent to each one of those illegal addresses and then it flipped back to 12th row and they caught it all and they sent it all last april to our illustrious secretary of state who's done absolutely nothing he has a ton of information and he's done nothing
0: so well here's the thing though
1: there's funny. so much information there's some points that we know the illegal yeah and these people are, are chasing you know every last you know element of of what's illegal, hoping that eventually you know some of these folks will pick up on it. They fundamentally don't want to, and so I think yeah. it's a waste of energy to keep pursuing. Not, not what you're doing, but I'm saying what what I think it's a waste of energy for all these folks to keep looking down every possible rabbit hole and determining every last bit of fraud. You, all you have to deter, determine is that there is fraud to to either hold another election invalidate the election, or or have the person that came in second, you know, the challenger, uh, have them win. It's it's just like disqualification. You know, if someone cheats in a race and comes in third, they're still disqualified. You know, you don't, this idea that we have to find enough fraud to show that uh, it would change the election results, that's a bunch of nonsense. Because if you rob a store, the store doesn't have to go broke before you're arrested. You don't have to change the results of the store. Okay, what's illegal is what's illegal. You gotta, yeah, we have to have a
4: judicial system that's not
0: corrupt. Well, that's not the problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm, what I'm saying is that once yeah. something is, yeah, exactly. But once something is illegal, once it's been established that it's illegal, that election needs to be void. That they need to uh, take the challenger and have them win. So all those states that can be proved that there is some vote fraud, it doesn't necessarily matter how much. Now, if you're taking one or two votes, OK, that's, that's absurd. But if you're talking anywhere you the near. It's like
0: chicken and the egg. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, but the point is that it's once like, you've established fraud, what do you, fix first? you know, you don't have to establish all the fraud. You know, if you can we establish this fraud, was fraud, robbed, and with it, no, no, no. No.
4: fraud, And they've done yeah.
1: nothing with oh, it. But we
4: haven't established fraud. And they've done nothing with it. See,
1: that's what I'm saying. So, so, so the, going through the mechanisms, the machinations, I guess is the word, of establishing more fraud when we've already established fraud, uh, it doesn't seem to yeah. be where our best efforts should be. This is what I'm questioning. Because we already know what the fraud is. And and, and I get invited to, to workshops and Zoom meetings. And, and there's more fraud. Look what we found. There's more fraud. Well, we know there's more fraud. We know that brandon but, is not the president we know the election was stolen we know the voting machines rigged the elections we know that the voter rolls are filled with people that shouldn't be there so what we really yeah. need to start doing as a country not just us here at action radio is start to advocate the solutions and the solutions are very simple just what your bill says we get rid of my two <laughs> sorry uh we get yeah. rid of the machines all of them no voting machines we go to paper ballots Those paper ballots are counted by people who are bonded. They are counted on video so we can check the results. And all voter registrations expire December 31st at midnight, and every year you start fresh. So you have to reestablish. That way everybody proves their voter registration, just like they prove their car registration. Everybody gets certified every year. If something's changed, you have to go through the process again. If nothing changes and you can verify that, great. We just renew your registration. But those four things is all we need. So all the corruption yeah. and all the last little bit of investigation and all the complexities of the machines and all the patents and all everything else that Cindy Powell is doing, I and mean, God bless her for doing it, but quite honestly, we have more than enough fraud to pass laws right now that say paper ballots, hand-counted, bonded counters, videotape counting, expiring registrations. But all we need. That will clean up the voting, the, clean up the voting system. Something it's reported on. Yeah,
4: they'd only listen to us. <laughs> we could well,
1: exactly. Do it. But I have, have <laughs> that Just People yeah. just listen to me. I'll tell you, we've got the solutions here. We fix all these problems. <laughs> Let me tell you well, about Cindy The
4: thing that I admire about everybody that's researching this, though, is that the, uh-huh. is it this Uniparty has, and I, I kind of wanted to start calling them Uniparty because it's not really the left. I mean, it's the, the Uniparty is controlling a lot of people uh-huh. on the left. I I think we do have some really good people that are on the left because I know Steve Kirsch is, isn't isn't, isn't Steve Kirsch a Democrat? I mean,
1: I think Steve Kirsch or Seymour Hirsch. Let's make sure we're not confusing Steve Kirsch and Seymour Hirsch, the two different people. Which one do you mean?
4: Steve The guy guy that does, uh, he's got a Substack.
1: He might be a Democrat. I don't know. You look at John Lott. John Lott is a a fairly moderate liberal economist. But he, his evidence sure found he
0: out
1: is. is what a Democrat.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: But he has integrity. Yeah. See, I'm that's the serious. difference. I don't care about de- I don't care if you're a Democrat. Exactly. I just care what, whether you have I'm integrity.
4: That, yeah. That's why I don't really like. I I, I want to say Uniparty now instead of the left because I think and because I think there's just, just probably as many corrupt ones in the in the Rhino Party on the right. So I I want to lump them into Uniparty that they're. They've melded the rhinos and the, the hard left corrupt ones. I want to meld them all kind of together and just call them the uniparty. And they're the ones that are really destroying our country and using all these puppets to, mm-hmm. to to create so much kind of distraction and chaos and corruption. And they go in and infiltrate and take over our judicial system. I mean, if you look at it, our... Are our judicial systems corrupted? Are legislative systems corrupted? Are our electoral systems corrupted? It's like,
0: mm-hmm.
4: you know, it, and I feel like it's the chicken before the egg. Which one can we solve first to get out of this mess? And I'm hoping that well, our bill is very straight straightforward.
1: This. You know, our, our bill is very straightforward. Yeah, Florida, how do we Florida get it, it But that's you know, it. they're 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 racing to other things that are nowhere near as as consequential or as good or as effective. See, that's the problem I have. You know, when I wrote two bills for the Florida legislature during their special a medical session. On how to deal with COVID, and because there was a bill that said that the state of Florida could mandate any treatment, including vaccines, during a pandemic, so everybody screamed and yelled, "So you can't mandate vaccines." So instead of uh, you know changing the law as I did, the one that I proposed, they just they basically took out the words and vaccines, but they set the part that the state of Florida could mandate anything required for a pandemic. What if they mandate vaccines? Yeah. So they they did something, but they didn't. You know, because they didn't want to actually fundamentally change or remove their power. They still wanted to have their power, but they wanted to tell people they actually did something. It's like this bill that's, that's before them now on, open, on, on uh, uh, constitutional carry. It's not constitutional carry. Constitutional carry includes open carry. But the current bill doesn't have open carry. They say it's permitless carry, and that's constitutional carry. No, it's not. You cannot be, have constitutional carry if you don't have the ability to carry openly, because that's part of what the Constitution says. Keep and bear your choice. You know, so they're trying to do something. And this being a shall issue state, right? We get the permit anyway. (laughs) You know, as long as you meet the criteria, you get the permit. So they're giving you something that they have to give you anyway and saying that uh, we're fixing it and making it better while not giving you anything new. So it's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the solutions. Yeah, go ahead.
4: All right. Since, you know they were we had this big well there was a zoom and several on our team were what in this zoom with cord and he's saying oh no we got to keep here because you know we get the um where we're fixing we don't we don't have any other way to tell if people have duplicate voter registrations well we, this is ridiculous there's another company that's come out and it's called cleaning u.s voter rolls and it's new mm-hmm. fractal on technology minimum viable product and um this is. I, I know uh, some on my team have been digging into this a bit, and I, I Chris Dersky was saying that he's not sure that he wants another um, a, another centralized multi-state system with another centralized multi-state. Yeah, we don't want <laughs> to need to replace one cent. I can't. I get read. We don't need to replace one centralized multi-state system with another centralized multi-state.
1: System. No, I agree absolutely. Um, it's like you don't replace one dictatorship but, with another dictatorship. I don't want to replace Brandon's dictatorship illegally with a military dictatorship, even yeah. though people think that would be the right thing to do. No, it's the wrong thing to do because the dictatorship is still a dictatorship. I agree with. Uh, okay, well, let me read through this. Uh, Go ahead.
4: This is the the new fractal technology, and it sounds pretty interesting. Um, but I don't know if it could be corrupted. But. Um, Okay, every state has election rules for registered voters. These rolls under federal law, must be maintained and cleaned regularly. Effective cleaning is not being done. The following is the minimum viable product, MVP, the minimum requirement that current technology enables. Any entity that does not offer such minimal service cannot claim to adequately clean voter rolls. Can't talk. Every item on this list is available today at modest cost and can be brought into production with modem technology in any state in 45 days or less. Voter, this is number one. Voter registration rolls should be reconciled every 30 days with county personal property tax rolls, ensuring every address at which a registered voter resides is valid. Number two, voter registration rules should be snapshotted by date, at least monthly. Every voter roll snapshot is compared with every previous snapshot and the differences preserved in a readable file for public review with graphical and tabular uh, representation. That would catch the stuff that Chris Durski did for Red Belly Road. Now every voter address should be scanned by an artificial intelligence AI engine to take the same address if presented in multiple ways and bring it into uniform address type. That would um, be like if they if they took off the um, like the apartment numbers like they were doing for the Red Valley Road stuff. Now, uh, number four is beginning 45 days before early voting, the MVP should begin daily snapshots of the voter rolls. These comparisons identify new voters added after deadlines, zip code changes, or other election commission changes that inject doubt into election outcomes. That could be pretty helpful
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
4: if they could see if there's new voters that came on after the deadline. That would be actually pretty helpful if, if we well have you could do all that before an election
1: you, you know you've got your election uh, cutoff date for registration for new registrants, yeah. so what you want to do is sometime before that um do an audit like two weeks ahead of time, and then you can find whatever problems there are, and you two weeks to contact people and say you've got a week to get here or maybe do it a month ahead of time you know and and go we over We could use all that, that with
4: stuff. the u s we could do that with a USPS, too I would think. Oh, but these are really good ideas to do. Yeah. Okay, number yeah. five: available uh-huh. available state databases should be reconciled against state voter rolls, DMV records, death records, NCOA change of address records. I don't know what that is. List yeah. of non-citizens and other information the state captures should be available to reconcile against the voter rolls to ensure consistency. They have they have a lot of good ideas. I don't know if they should be the one running, or we should take these ideas and put it in the
0: USPS
4: system. But um, the system should be able to run as an outside service, or as a state-run service. The infrastructure in a cloud, someone else's data center, as the state mandates, inexpensively implemented in forty-five days or less. Um, I think that it, it should be state-run. It shouldn't be an NGO. Um, if they're going to use this, we should own it. We should be able to look into it. There shouldn't be mm-hmm. any proprietary information at all. Um, if it's available for access where anybody can get into it at any point, they'd be, you know, they have a hard press time to, a lot harder time to corrupt it. Mm-hmm. Okay, number, let me see. Number seven, the MVP should identify any inserted characters hidden characters, or strings and voter registration numbers, rendering them difficult for citizens to process on current computers. Such control characters and strings should be removed and, if not possible, identified. And number eight, MVPs should operate real-time with queries, sorts, or other data manipulation happening in less than 10 seconds across all databases visible from a mobile device so the public could look at into it at any time they wanted to. Uh, and number nine, during early voting, the MPC system should receive daily updates of who voted electronic poll book and compare each day's data with all previous day's data, ensuring cast ballot information is never modified. So the cast ballot vote, vote that, that I have found out recently about what we got for our cast ballot, they didn't give us any time stamps on our cast ballot vote, which that is very suspicious because that's how they caught all these spikes when when i was listening to um da- professor david Plummet, what two weeks ago last week mm-hmm. um he was showing that they took the cast vote records and they put them into real time and they put them into this graph and they it was like you watch the graph grow, then you watch the graph go back. Then you watch the graph grow, then you watch it go back. And it was the votes counting in real single votes that went in.
0: So it mm-hmm. was like
4: and they were doing them in, in big cities. And if you go to David Clements, uh, the professor's director, he's got it all on videotape. Um, but you can watch these graphs go up. It's like the votes go up and then the votes go back. Now, why should the, the graphs ever go back? You don't lose votes. They're like taking both away, giving them votes. taking votes away, giving them votes. So this would catch that. I would. That's what they're saying.
1: So when you say but, cast um, ballots, you're talking about at the polls uh, or early voting or all the included or mail in or what's it? How do they define cast?
4: Cast cast yeah. ballot is is these machines record every single ballot and a timestamp. Okay. So if you get the um the record for when every single ballot was cast, the time stamp on it, you can run it um and it makes more sense when you look at his video. if you look at a bar graph and they add votes and then they then votes are taken away, so it's like I don't know how they did it, but it was they they cast votes and then then votes are taken away. How many votes were there at a particular mm-hmm. time? And then you go back, and then there's not as many votes there. It's like they're manipulating well, the happen. system uh, to try I've to seen the
1: audits. You, you watch when they, do, they describe a vote, yeah. and all of a sudden you'll see a drop. Uh, what they'll do yeah. is they'll close, they'll close the polls, they'll kick out all the Republican observers, and there's a huge drop for the Republican or Trump. You know, And then uh, and then they match. Yeah. Then they have a, a slight lead uh, for the Democrat or, Brian, or Brandon in whatever election mm-hmm. it is, and that, that pattern never changes. So that's when they fix this. You can tell yeah. they fix it because they drop enough Trump votes to go behind or drop enough Republican votes to go behind whoever the Democrat is. And then they uh, they feed in all the false votes for the rest of the election and they end up with a slight majority because they can't make it look too bad. It's, it's funny. You never see the cheating done on a on a, on a big scale. There's no landslides in cheating. Mm-hmm. You know, Brandon never won well, you by know. a huge amount where cheating was suspected, which is what you would think yeah. in a Democrat. And, state, and you know, he would have.
4: Mm-hmm. Our... our our website went down and the primary Boop, mm-hmm. went down for a little while. How about that? Our website mm-hmm. right here in San Francisco.
0: Yeah, and when it a, came
1: back. Uh, in multiple what other happened?
0: places in the state. Was it?
1: You should be taking regular uh, screenshots. So when it goes down and comes back, you can say, well, wait a minute. Our last screenshot was a little different than this. So yeah.
4: Yeah, we're living and learning, I'm telling you. But I, yeah, there were some, yeah, some really strange algorithms in a couple of the races that we were very concerned
1: about. So, yeah, we shouldn't have um, algorithms. Races shouldn't have algorithms. Yeah. So that's another thing, too. Yeah. See, here's the, my other contention is we can make this very simple. Again, just like we talked about, paper ballots, you know, bonded counters, videotapes, no machines, and expiring uh, voter registrations. You don't have to have a sophisticated program to clean the voter rolls. They don't do that with the DMV. They just make you register every year. They don't care. So there's no yeah. there's no cleaning of the of the motor rolls, you know. There's no cleaning yeah. of the vo- of the of the car registrations. They don't have to go through the duplicate registrations. They want their money. So because it's in the government's interest yeah. to collect money, they make sure that you register every year. Well, it's in our interest yeah. to make sure that the that people register to vote every year. So so what's the difference? Yep. You know there is no difference. <laughs>
2: yeah. So you, the that government cannot say.
1: The government cannot say that your voter registration should extend longer than a year when your car, your car registration doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. What, our yeah. cars less you know, our cars are more valuable and have to be accounted for more than people? That's absurd.
4: No, it's not. But yeah. that's what
1: they're saying. So that's my approach to yep. it. It's, it's motor voter registration. It's, we'll call it registration equity. How's that? You like that?
4: <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I do.
1: So okay. registration equity a- says that we are equal to our cars that the importance of our, our car registration uh, should be equal to our, our voter registration. And to do that, they both expire every year. What's the problem? Yeah. So you can take your your yeah. software, you can take your programmers, you can take your multimillion-dollar contracts, you can take all these people and send them home and have them go out and do a different job that, that needs doing because we don't need them to do this job to, to fractal analyze all our voter registrations. We just need them to expire every year. Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. Action radio comes up with if the solution. If only they season. would
4: listen to us. Too.
1: But see, now, so okay, now here's the question for you: Do you? Oh, I'm sorry. How many are there? This
4: like is about 10 left.
1: left. Okay, good. Go ahead.
4: Okay, the MVP should identify every 30 days the state's undeliverable ballot location. This is a list of voter addresses to which the election commission will mail a ballot, but such a ballot will be undeliverable. So. They, I mean, it sounds like they have some really good ideas in this fractal technology, and I know they've actually been working on it for a long time, and I'm pretty sure I know some people that are working on it. I've put out some feelers on it to find out who, you know, and, and I know our team is digging into this, to mm-hmm. find out who's behind it, who's, you know, does it look legitimate, um, which which one should we be pushing, this one or the USPS one. So, um, that's some definitely some digging that we're going to be looking at.
1: But don't you think if so. registrations expire every year, that the absentee ballots will will expire every year? And and don't isn't the contention? I don't know if you put this in this bill, but I think you can There shouldn't be any mailing out of ballots. The absentee
4: ever. ballots, the absentee ballots disappear every. Well, we only we're really only voting every other year, so yeah. but you do have we do we did pass legislation for that that they have to re up every year for the that they can't well, good. it's not like so if you have to it all the time.
1: So if you have to re up for absentee yep. ballots, why should you have to re up for your registration? It's the same thing. Same issue. Exactly.
4: Exactly.
1: Okay. So we've got plenty of arguments for annual registration, um, voter uh, expiration and re registration. We got we got all the arguments we need for that. That could even be a separate yep. bill. If it doesn't pass this time. Well where's where's some of our local representatives? Michelle Saltzman and Joel Rudman? And anybody else who happens to be in the neighborhood, you know, up here in the, the upper uh, west corner of Florida? Yeah. Do you have any favorable people that are taking these out? No, session doesn't start. Actually, session starts today. So it's probably too late for new bills. But did, how far did our bill get? Do you know? Did did Redmond yeah, ever Florida. toss it into the legislature or no? No.
0: Okay. I Not that I could so
1: tell. How, he
4: did so do what, a fifth bill. He's got two more bills. But let me look at his site because I just. I looked, well, he find out. another bill, and it was...
1: So if he didn't put our bill in, was he's a about, weenie. He's a weenie. <laughs> Rudman's Red, a weenie. If you don't put our bill in, you're a I weenie. Did I would mean, not go there. You know, the, we have categories. What's that?
4: I would not you're go not, there. But I did. I, I'm not weenie. pleased that he didn't. I know you did.
1: He's a weenie. Well,
4: that was a great bill. How can you not put it in? Weenie. Here we go. I got his bill right here. He added the weenie. bill. He's got... He had seven bills,
1: only had, but only his last six.
4: bill was a designated safe exchange location that I think somebody died because they were dropping their kids off with a an abuse spouse, abusing. I I'm guessing on this. Oh, family court. About. Oh,
1: listen, you want to have a you want to write a bill. I've been, I have people I know uh, several women that have had their kids stolen by police at gunpoint and given to incredibly abusive men uh there's a national mm-hmm. there's, a, there's documentary films coming out of this we', we I spent a lot of time working family a lot of, in fact this time I had um, Michael Pope back on um uh, but i you know i we, I've had uh, Sarah and Lacey and some other folks um Julia other different women uh, on the show uh, and, 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 yeah, and this works the other way too well. men, men get uh, men lose kids to abusive women too, so it's not just one thing but these are people that I do happen to know uh, that the situation is horrible, and the reason the courts do that uh, is to perpetuate the divorce so they can make more money. I mean, the family court, divorce court is a racket. It's as bad as the election racket. You know, most of the things the government does is a racket. The Defense Department getting patents for fraudulent voting machines, that's a racket. So who, now who's paying them? Who's paying them off to do this? Ooh, now we're really getting at the deep state. See, uh, I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't think about uh, the rhinos and things like that. It's the deep state. There is the shadow government and there's the the, the legitimate government. And the shadow government rules the legitimate government. Brandon is not... Making decisions, everybody knows that it's too incompetent. Oh, did you see the meme? This is great, actually. Uh, they had uh, someone said, "What if we had a, a, a Fetterman-Brandon ticket, you know, for for 2024?" And they said, "Yeah, it's a no-brainer." Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. Now, what's up with that? Because I think uh-huh. that he's probably either brain dead or dead. That's, That's a good I question.
1: Guess. Well, um, then, then was he appointed? Uh, was was all the fraud to get him in office so that a his wife could have power like Joe Biden? I mean, the 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 I want, to, I, want I want a women's point of view on these women that are married to these guys that obviously can't do the job. Is, is are they? Why are they so power obsessed? What is it about the, the you know? And people say that if we'll get more women in politics. They'll be more nurturing. Okay, I don't believe that. Look we'll, at we'll Nancy Pelosi.
4: Um, I know <laughs> but what,
1: well, but what's going on here? What's going on here with these wives that are putting up, obviously... Well, she ran uh, off
4: to Canada. She left her husband. She ran off to Canada, with her, allegedly ran off to Canada because...
1: What, uh, for, for a younger guy, guy or what? hounding her. Oh, hounding her. I don't know, but the why, media, why would
4: she... media was hounding her.
1: The media supports her. What are you talking about? How can they be hounding her?
4: Yeah, well, that's story they're sticking with.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the media supports her. They support a Fetterman. You know, they supported him through his strokes. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, through all his other injuries, through his incompetencies. His through his, in, in, through his Through his incoherent performance in the debates. Nobody knows what he said. He obviously didn't know where what, he was. Uh,
4: what I don't get is, if he can't mm-hmm. show up, what are the rules? I mean, and I don't know this. I need to look this he up. He can't vote. What are the rules? No, if you can't show up, if you're in the hospital, how long do well, you give before we replace your butt? Well, you
0: know there, I mean? are, there, are, there are
1: cases. No, there are cases of, of members of Congress, either Senate or House members, that have been flown in for a vote. They have to be there to cast a vote. If he's not there, if he's in the hospital, he can't vote. Which is actually, you know, uh, it's good news in terms of, I mean, it's bad news for him. I don't wish him any evil. I don't wish him any any harm. I don't wish him anything. Uh, I just wish he were out of the Senate because he's not qualified to be there. He's not healthy enough to do the job. But as far as personal, I hope he gets taken care of. But as far as the legality goes, okay, in the Senate, he can't vote and nobody can vote for him. Because he is yeah. a sitting senator, he is, has been approved, you know, ordained, whatever they do, wave their hand in the air three times, you know, take the oath of office, and, and you're there. So, somebody, so what they can do, he has to resign or be found incompetent or whatever. Um, which but how words, long
4: does he get a pass for? I mean, how long? How long do you get? A well, pass I for actually, uh,
1: get, I wish he would stay in the hospital good. as long as possible, because when he's in the hospital, he's not voting. And when he's not voting, that means that Yeah, but we
4: need, we need him, what? we need them to, to say that he's incompetent before the beginning of August because, and they need, and, and I know that people are asking for verification of life. Why August? At this point. Why August? Uh, August is b- because they have to run a special election if it happens before August. And if they don't, it's like August, the first week in August, and mm-hmm. they don't have to run a special election after the beginning of August because that governor can appoint. Whoever he wants, if it happens after the the first week of August. Well, oh, so den- a- right? yeah. okay. so that's what they're going to do. Is the governor
1: Democrat? Governor is a Democrat, right? Governor is a Democrat, Pennsylvania. Okay, so that's what they're going to do. I
4: think yep. so. So they'll yes, keep exactly. him in until so they
1: can appoint somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that person will have the incumbency to run for the next term. So that's how you perpetuate yep. Democrats. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, but quite frankly, the uh, Oz was not a great candidate. There was another much better candidate.
4: No. Trump oh, went with Oz. No, Oz was awful. Yeah. Oz scares me.
1: Well, well, I didn't want him either. So, you know, I mean, the only way he Fetterman seemed, won was the
4: rhino. He just he's woke. He's, yeah, he well, seems very
1: woke
0: to
1: me. Well, that's why Fetterman won, because the Republican – I, I imagine most Republicans stayed home because they didn't want to vote for anybody. And that was the intention. Yeah, that or was, that was them, one of the that ones that that they was. didn't
4: vote for on their ballot. <laughs>
1: that was how it was rigged. Okay. Well, let me. we got two minutes left. Let me tell you my Sidney Powell story. So I've met Sidney Powell. I didn't know who she was at the time. It's just this, this woman, you know, needed help with a bunch of, uh, a couple of boxes. And I, this is CPAC 2018. And so I walk up, can I help you? I says, yeah, yeah, I've got to go to a workshop. Oh, okay. Who are you? Sydney Powell. Okay, who are you? <laughs> well, I wrote a book, License to Lie, and all this other kind of stuff. I'm an attorney. Oh, okay, that's cool. So we started talking, and I'm, I'm like carrying all There was a lot of stuff, t-shirts, books. I mean, I was carrying a bunch of stuff, right? Uh, and so, but in the time between from the where this is, you know, right in the front door where I saw her struggling with this stuff, nobody else helped. It was pretty crazy. Anyway, uh, from the time there to where she was holding her workshop, we talked. And so I had a great chance to talk to Sydney Powell. Later, I found out who she was. I was like, I know who she is. I wonder if she remembers me. <laughs> So when we finally do get her on the show, I'll ask her. Do you remember the guy that carried your, uh, you know, your your books and your T-shirts, you know, for that workshop in 2018? So yeah, that was me. <laughs> Just like I like to ask Nancy Pelosi if she remembers me sitting on her lap when she uh, was first elected to Congress when I was doing seeing telegrams.
0: Uh-huh. That's a
1: true story, also. I haven't told you that one anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. 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 So my claim to f- my all right. So I met any Pelosi back. My claim to fame when I was doing I, I got in California. And I wanted to start a new life. I'm from Boston. I hated Boston, uh, mostly winters, um, But uh, it's a pretty place, but I just couldn't stand winter. So I go to San Francisco, and I'm trying to go to California to get all my pilot ratings and get in the airlines and do all that kind of stuff. Well, I didn't know that California had a huge recession. And so the, the, airline, the, the, the airlines weren't hiring. Uh, the flight schools weren't hiring. Uh, so they weren't hiring dispatchers or other people to get my ratings being instructed, but then get in the airlines. So I've, I've been trying this. I tried this most of my, my early life to do, and it didn't work out. Um, So now I'm just going to buy a jet once Action Radio gets successful. Anyway, so I'm doing singing telegrams, and, <laughs> which was actually a really fun job, you know, because I, I tried being singing
4: telegrams. Okay.
1: Well, here's how it happened. I needed to be. Well, I needed a job right away because I was broke, and which is a constant theme in my life. And I need to work. And I figure, well, everybody, you know, starts off as, as a waiter. So I tried being a waiter, and I sucked at that. And so then I became a singing waiter because at least I have an entertainment <laughs> background, and I pretty much sucked at that too. So I was at this one place. In, in California, it was a restaurant, uh, uh, was it Charlie Brown's or something like that? Anyway, it was a restaurant with themes. So you dressed up as, uh, uh, as whatever it was. And they dressed me up as a cowboy. And they wanted to call me Buffalo Chips. And I said, that's really inappropriate for a restaurant, don't you think? So uh, I said, how about a different name? How about yes. High Noon? So I said, why don't you call me High Noon? I said, okay, we'll call you High Noon. So I walk into a room and go, hi, everybody. And they say, hi, Noon. And so we had this running joke. And so then one time and I got fired from that job, um, because no, Bobby McGee's it's like, no, Bobby <laughs> McGee's. All right. This is way back in Fremont, California. So we're going back to, to my past. So if Bobby, we're over time, but that's okay. This is worth telling. So Bobby McGee's, so they dressed up that. And then one time the reason I got fired was because there was, uh, it was a really busy night and they made me wear cowboy boots. So, Cause my feet already hurt. Right. It's, it's not comfortable. And so I'm running back and forth and, and trying to serve all these tables, which I really do suck at. I'm, I'm a terrible waiter. Um, but anyway, this one table was driving me nuts because they'd always ask for things individually. I'd say one person says, I want some coffee. Okay, great. Anybody else? Nope. So I go back, get the, get the one person their coffee, take the pot back. Oh, can I have some coffee? This went on all night, right? You want to start throwing things. So finally, at the end of the night, you know, everybody else was watching this happen. And they're, you know, saying, I'm trying to serve you people. I said, yeah, that's, that table really sucks, don't they? I said, yeah, they do, but I can't say it. Okay, fine. So, so at the end of the night, they got dessert. Of course, they did everything, right? And so one guy says, can you, he says, hi, noon, can you save my cake? I said, certainly, sir. I put my hand over it and said, bless you, cake. I said, there you go, sir. It's saved. <laughs> and I walked away. <clears throat> That's when I got fired. Uh, you can't do that, apparently. Oh, no. Anyway, oh, no. So then I said, well, what can I do now? So not I'm California. a
4: California. <laughs> no one has exactly.
1: a sense of Well, no, there was still a sense of humor back then, but not apparently that far. So I sucked as a waiter. And so not then I for sucked religion. as a theme. I sucked as a singing waiter. and said, so I better just stick with the singing. So I found this job singing telegrams, Eastern Onion. So, so I go start working for Eastern Onion. And it was hysterical. I'm doing these things. I even did one on a, on a, on a diving board in a pool. And I'm bouncing up and down on this diving board, singing and talking and improvising comedy. Everybody's waiting to see if I fell in. I didn't. You know, my big red tuxedo. But I made a big tip from that, too. So here I am working like four days a week. You know, and, and, and two of those days only worked half a day. So Friday and Saturday were full days. They were like 12-hour days. And Wednesday and Thursday were like six, seven-hour days. And the rest of the week I had off. I made a fortune. It was really an interesting business. Anyway, met a lot of people, saw a lot of San Francisco celebrities, you know, sang singing telegrams in bowling alleys, private homes, hospitals, uh, rooms, you know, everything, offices, you know, everything you can think of, churches, you know, I was there. Um, it was hysterical. And one time, 1987, in the fall, uh, around November, election time, right? Uh, this woman won this election for Congress. And they said, Greg, you know, you're going to go uh, uh, do a scene telegram. this new woman who just got elected. Oh, great. Okay. What's her name? Uh, Nancy Pelosi. Okay. Fine. No problem. Yeah. So that's who she was. I didn't, I didn't have no idea, right? So this is where it gets funny. So, of course, I go to the old, the, the North Beach restaurant, not the old, but the, the North Beach restaurant, which is the, you know, classic restaurant in North Beach in San Francisco. So I go in there, my red tuxedo, and this little singing monkey with the symbols and the whole bit, right? And so, uh, and, and she—it was pretty funny. But I will never forget those those big brown eyes of hers as long as I live. Because I'm uh, I'm doing the thing, walked in, and introduced myself, plunge myself in her lap, put my arm around her, and said, "Hey, babes, welcome to Congress. I'm your congratulations singing telegram." Oh, it's hysterical! Now, of course, there's a million pictures of this, right? But I've never seen one. So one day when I get, you know, hugely famous, I'll say, hey, anybody, was anybody there at Nancy Pelosi's, you know, congratulations, a victory party at the North Beach restaurant in San Francisco in 1987 because I'm in her lap. <laughs> okay. And so that's how close I've been to power. You know, I had no idea she was going to be Speaker of the House, but I have always, you know, want to, you know, I, I'm so conservative. I didn't want to go to her office and ask because <laughs> it might be embarrassing for them, but somewhere, somehow out there, someone's got a picture and I want to get it and, uh, and put it in a frame. So that, that's how I met Nancy Pelosi in her lap. And your victory you party.
4: You that online. I bet you. I bet you'd
1: have a, a picture okay. soon. Yeah. Someone, whoever's listening, yeah. well, you know a California contingent, it's out there. You know they. You know, but uh, somebody, <laughs> there's a bunch of people that took pictures because that was funny. <laughs> so yeah. So I'll put that on my website one day. Me sitting in Nancy Pelosi's lap is, I think I was like 27. You know, so I, I was a young guy. But uh, so this is what why. What was I she was like back then? Uh, she was actually nice. She, just, she thought it was pretty funny, but she was a little shocked and horrified. Um, but uh, that's okay. I understood. But that was part of the you know, that was part of the celebration. You know, that that's yeah. You know, exactly. I had a job to do. I had a hotel guy to do. They did and that I, on
2: purpose. The audience
1: yeah. loved it. The audience went nuts. It was funny. The whole restaurant's now involved with this. They all came over. Yep. Yep. Warm sunny day. Sunny afternoon. Yeah. I'll never forget. Anyway, those are my adventures. <laughs> so, so 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 I bring all of these talents to Action Radio. <laughs> That's where they all. That's where they all come from. Um, good report. This awesome. fun. Keep keep doing what you're doing, and let's see if we can uh,
0: okay. um, uh,
1: see what happens in the legislature. Any any predictions for what bills it might pass as far as election integrity?
4: No idea. There's an actually uh, somebody said that there's a pretty good bill that is election integrity bill that's coming out, and I haven't seen it yet. I need to look through all the bills. Um, if this is the last day that they could put them in, it should be in. But mm-hmm. Remus has yeah. two more bills he, could, he can put in, so I don't know. Yeah, if call,
1: he, call up the weenie and see if a, he'll put our bill in. I'll call up the weenie. <laughs> yeah.
4: um, two more things. I, something else I wanted to tell. No, go um, ahead. And this is me- on the medical side.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I have been doing some research and talking to some docs about um, what will help with those fibrous clots.
0: Mm-hmm. And they said yes.
4: there's two two over-the-counter drugs that actually help to break down these fibrous-like clots. But, I mean, I have to put in my disclaimer, talk to your medical professional before you ever take them. So, um, but natokinase and lubrokinase, and they're on the website. Uh, Natokinase, N-A-T-T-O-K-I-N-A-S-E, and lumbrokinase, L-U-M-B-R-O-K-I-N-A-S-E. And these help to break down uh, fibrous clots. They're saying that the aspirin isn't touching these hard fibrous clots. It won't break them down. So, aspirin um, won't work. You're not a won't do it. professional.
1: Yeah, because they take well, aspirin away if you've had you know, like major heart surgery, right, they say.
4: Well, yeah, it to. helps it in your blood, and it, it mm-hmm. might help save your life if you're having a heart attack if you chew it and put it underneath your tongue. I leave right. some of that baby aspirin in my purse all the time. And, you know, yeah. you need to, at least 325 milligrams, I would guess, um, mm-hmm. at least chew it and stick it. In. it it'll absorb better if it's underneath your tongue. But that might, get, you know, might save your life to get you to a medical professional if you're having a heart attack. It might help that nitroglycerin is probably a whole lot better if you really have heart problems.
1: Well, how many heart attacks are about. being caused by COVID shot blood clots these days? Is that being looked at at all?
4: No one's looking at it. It doesn't appear. So, hmm. I mean, there's a, it, it's just such a massive conspiracy. But, but I mean, if you, if you have taken a shot and you are uh, worried about it, you know, make sure that you and yours know CPR and that if you have an AED, the defibrillator, I would get one. Have it around the house. Y'all are all vaccinated. Too many people are just sad. I mean, they had to, They quaint sad, the sudden adult death syndrome. Since this COVID rollout,
0: since this mm-hmm. COVID
4: shot rollout, so um, but I, it's just some things that I'm, I'm I'm actually putting into our newsletter. And um, I, as a nurse, I, I I'm sick of these people dying that don't need to be. So we're trying to find ways to help them, and that's all I have.
1: No, and and what's the the kinase? There's a lot of drugs that have the ending kinase. Where, where does that come from in 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 the medical literature? What does that mean?
4: I don't know. I don't know. I have, a lot I of drugs just, have I it. just found out about these. Yeah. But oh. these uh, help to break down fibroids. If you look them up, they're over the counter. And they they do say they break down uh, fibrous tissue. So well, let's look up kinase it, it right dissolve now. Dissolve it more. I, mm-hmm. would, I would be worried that they, like, make chunks and then, you know, you get a stroke from that. But it says it dissolves them.
1: So that would be much Oh, it says kinase inhibitors. Break up into pieces. Kinase inhibitors, a new class of anti-rheumatic drugs, PubMed. The SYK-seq inhibitor, uh superior placebo. Okay, page two. All right. Popular kinase inhibitors. Kinase inhibitors are used to treat cancers such as leukemia, breast cancer, melanoma, lung cancer, and renal cancer. That would be kidney. They are also used in the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis and to prevent organ transplant rejection. They, they work by stopping cancer cell growth and preventing the spread of the cells. So a kinase is a cancer drug, it looks like. So how would that help blood clots? Or does it stop it, the, the, uh, the vaccine from there, doing what it does to enhance cancer?
4: Okay. What, my, what I found was that it says um, it's a naturally occurring fibrolid. I can't say this word. Fibrinolytic, fibrinolytic, which breaks mm-hmm. down fibrin in clots. It's about four times. <clears throat> excuse me. It's about four times more potent than plasm, plasm Plasmin, P L A S M I N, as a fibrinolytic, which, hmm. which the body makes to break down fibrin.
1: So are these clots fibers or are they clots? A clot to me seems like, like a whole bunch of cells that have uh, – because, like, when you have a scab, that's a clot. That's – you know, the blood is, is forming a solid. So – so
4: it, A clot they, to me is red. It's red and it's soft and it's pliable and it's not hard and white and fibrous. If but
1: it's still it's clog up your, your smaller – yeah. But your smaller arteries, it, veins, it and capillaries especially are going to be clogged oh, up. Oh, it'll
4: clog up the big ones. It'll clog up the big ones too. They yeah, pull yeah. out. They pull them out in six foot lengths out of people. Six foot now? All connected, yeah. Wow.
1: Okay, so and they're forming not, a, a I mean, fibrous network. So they're forming an entire fibrous yeah. network in your body. Well, that would kill you. Stop all your blood flow. Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
4: It has hmm. killed people. And and I what I worry about is that they're talking to all these people and they're getting cremated, and they're not doing any autopsies and but
1: Of course not. You've got to hide the evidence. It's like yeah. Waco. Why do you think they, yeah. they bulldoze the bodies into the ground? They want to hide the evidence. We should start, we're going to start talking about Waco, too, maybe not on your report. But uh, the 30th anniversary of, of the, the government massacre at Waco was uh, April uh, 19th, Patriot's Day. What a surprise, you know, of 1993. And this is 2023, so it's been 30 years. And so we'll talk a lot about that. I remember every bit of that. I said, these government, I said, they're going to kill those people. I knew it. You know, you could see it coming because governments can't lose. You know, they've they got to show their power. And they call it Operation Showtime. And so that's going to be a, a big thing to talk about uh, as time goes on. I'll be, I'll be doing probably a whole week of specials on that around April 19th, which I usually do anyway, but this week's different. This year's different. Yeah. So if you, I if just you get a chance. kind of
4: feel so, like with a, so much information like coming out like a fire hose. <laughs> now,
1: Isn't it
0: great?
4: I just spend so much time researching. It's, mm-hmm. it's scary and it's, it's frustrating and I don't know. Yeah, but
1: you're not alone. Look how many other people are doing the research. This stuff is popular. These searches, these things are popping up on search engines because everybody's looking for them. So that's the good news.
4: Well, the good them? news is that found a lot of people to trust and found a lot of people that are on the right side. And
1: yeah. that's the part yeah. that
4: I absolutely love. Well, they've love united. Uh, is, uh,
1: they united the opposition, the idiots in government. You know they're killing off They've the united compliant. the
4: honest they United yeah. the honest people, and he yeah. got them off the couch. yeah mm-hmm. so this yeah. is this is the good part
1: so stop listening to talk radio, yep. and come to action radio we we need your help, <laughs> yeah. so If you want to do something if you want if you want to sit there, listen to talk radio if you want to do something, if you want to make change, you know then uh you know if you want change, you have to make change, and that's what we do here, yeah let me call well, the and, off and the and people see who if are still to, sitting on the yeah. Yeah,
4: people are still sitting on the couch. That's exactly what. why our country's in the shape that it's in, because mm-hmm. people sat there. And, and I, I'm guilty as well. I mean, it's 2020 is when my foot woke up. But yeah.
1: yeah. Well, not anymore. No, Peaked you're doing what you should, be, you should be doing. Yeah. But we've got, uh, we've got a bill in Santa Rosa County to get rid of illegal aliens, and yet the city council of Milton won't take it up. The county commissioners of Santa Rosa County won't take it up. And this is supposed to be a conservative area. This is the one area where they should take it up, and yet they're not doing it. That's how I wrote that rather blistering article in Critique, okay. <laughs> which you can get a chance to take a look at and share with your groups. Should be interesting. Okay. 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 Next week, let's find out those drugs kinase, see what those, so those inhibitors are, and find out just how bad, whether these are actually forming, if there's something in the jab that allows these things to form such massive clots and makes them fibrous. Because if they're fibrous, they're harder to break down. So not only are they clots, well, they the did, resistance No is, one would... Go ahead.
4: And no one was finding these until after the rollout of these shops. So, you
1: know. Yep. They,
4: have to, they have to be and there's I stopped believing in coincidences. You know.
1: They're they're right so in it. it. Yeah.
4: And well another thing that I, I also found out too is that in back mm-hmm. in the seventies, way back, you know, when you and I were growing up, um yep. and there one in two thousand they called this alarming, that one in two thousand kids had autism. And that was alarming. And mm-hmm. today, the CDC says one in forty-four, and, and they're not alarmed by it. They're not like pediatricians aren't screaming at the top of their lungs. We have pediatricians right now getting a four hundred dollar bonus for every two year old that's fully vaxxed. That's on Blue Cross and Blue Shield. It's on the site. You can go mm-hmm. look on our website on, yeah. the, on Facebook. Oh yeah, there's money. Like but that's, that. That, that would be a great report. Right, people, week. in it getting. The, yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: if you if you I mean, want to absolutely. talk about the 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 reimbursements of pediatricians and other doctors, how much money are they getting for these jabs? Uh, and, and what Because they don't have any liability either. If Big Pharma doesn't have a li- li- liability, they don't have liability. And the government's mandating it yeah. anyway, so they don't have liability. So uh, it's like the circle so of non-liability. But if you can follow the money on that, that'd be a great, you know, so if you make a little note, please, because I'll forget. <laughs> you know, I have my own reports to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's talk about that next week. Let's talk about, uh, let's make it a medical freedom report. Let's follow the money. Let's see how much money that these people are making. Four hundred bucks, you know. Times how many kids do they see? Let's 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 kind of chart that out a little bit, and and see what you come up with. That'd be fascinating.
4: Well, how many two year olds? How many how many up to two? You get it for a two year old.
1: So. So how many how many two year olds? -olds. They want. Yeah, how many two year olds does a pediatrician vaccinate? A typical one, you know. How many uh, how many vaccines are they getting? How much money is this? You know, 400 bucks And per, why aren't for these kid.
4: pediatricians screaming about this? One in yeah. 44 of often. Mm-hmm. Why are they screaming at the top mm-hmm. of their lungs? Why? Why? Why are we not researching this better? Why are Why are these kids still getting these shots? We don't know which one of these is causing it, so we need to stop them all until we yeah. figure it out.
0: Yeah. And Absolutely. I mean, they're
4: giving that new newborns, hepatitis C the day they're born in the hospital, mm-hmm. and if you don't yeah. want it, they give you a really hard time. I don't, I'm, I'm telling you, if well, I had give it to you have anyway. a baby right they, now, yeah. thank God I'm not. Well, I've you don't you the let the kid leave the room. You don't take your eyes off of that baby because they're going to give
1: him No, them we No, we were right there when it oh, you know, No, my ex and I were right yeah. there. They gave her, and they didn't tell us that they snuck in an extra vial. And I was looking at this going, hmm, but you know, you know, you know, I didn't know enough then to read them all. Uh, but if, first of all, I wouldn't get shots again for anybody. But if I ever did, I'd read every vial, every, everything and make sure it was what they said it was. Uh, but they snuck it in, you know, so they just, they didn't no, care. you don't they give just them, did it anyway.
4: Don't give them any. No vaccine well, for anybody. Well, we
1: we Not left that. that health program. That was, that was Kaiser Permanente of California, if anybody's interested, that they violate your, your instructions. They don't give a damn what you say. Uh, so we left that minute as soon as I found out that they'd uh, given the vaccine uh, or, or a shot that uh, I did not approve of, and you know, my future ex did not approve of. We we're actually working together at that point, so things were, were pretty good. But uh, we both were unified uh, completely in that we were leaving right then and there. I said, give us the papers. We are canceling this plan right now. you lied to us. You purposely did something we told you specifically not to do, and we can't take it back. You've already done it. You know, I said, we're out of here. We're yeah. never coming back. And told everybody else we knew about it. Of course, I have a bigger audience now. <laughs> you know, but uh, Kaiser Permanente, you, know, you want to come after me and sue me? Go ahead. Go for it. You know where to find me. Okay. Yep. Got it out of my system.
4: Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing myself a note for next week.
1: Yeah. Pediatricians. Follow the money. Sacrifice the kids. That'll be the title of the show. Send me an email.
4: If I find some good information on it. i know write right that down. I'm going to
1: write that down. I like that. Follow the money. Sacrifice the kids. Put that down for next Wednesday. Isn't see all the fun we have here? We get, this is like a laboratory of creativity. You know, so let's go pediatricians, yeah. pediatricians. That's Wednesday the eighth. Yeah, that's it. Christians. Yes. Yeah. Follow Follow the Let's go about a dollar sign. Dollar sign, sacrifice the kids. This is some of titles.
4: Okay. And I want to yeah. say happy birthday uh-huh. to my grandbaby. She's gonna be five this week.
1: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Happy birthday, dear, dear, dear.
4: Adeline. Adeline. Adeline.
1: Happy birthday to you. you And my mom,
4: she would have been, mom was born in 28. My mom and, and my granddaughter had the same birthday.
0: Oh,
1: well, isn't I've that interesting? My
4: mom, she passed. Wow. She passed in 2010, but she's an angel. When I was she? born, and I know I swear she. Is. My mom was, she? was was she was born in 28, so I don't know. I don't do I don't math without a calculator.
1: Well, 28. Let's say but let's say 30 that. would have been 70 years. She was born in 1928. So is So she so okay so so from 30 to, to the turn of the century would be 70 years. I do this. I do math. I group it right. So 70 plus 23 would be 93. Uh, plus two, it should be 95.
0: Wow,
1: oh yeah, yeah, not bad. She was
0: awesome.
4: I'm I, got, I got really lucky, had yeah, the best mom ever. Well, but I swear she came back to make my grandbaby be born on her birthday.
0: Yeah, that's wow. She came
4: back to make my grandbaby be born on her birthday. I swear she did so, Yeah, I know. Yeah. it was really fun. I'm yeah. like, Mom, you're that's doing okay. it. I know you are. <laughs> my, my parents have
1: to answer for my parents have to answer for their lives, and I wouldn't want to be there to see it, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens. Hey, listen, okay. not everybody has you know perfect childhood. I didn't, but. You know,
0: but because of that, it has made
1: me, you know, it's okay. But it, it, you know, it's made me fearless, resilient, and I just don't care. You know, and people worry about bad things happening. I've already had bad things happen, you know? So, I, you know, in many ways, uh, I'm I'm kind of immune to it. It's like, I understand. And when new bad things happen, it's okay. I accept it and I will deal with it. You know, I, uh, here's another here's, a real quick, here's another real quick story. Before we go, I was told in the same week I had a fatal melanoma and I needed open heart surgery. I had two fatal conditions that I found about in the same week. It was a bad week.
0: Yeah, but
1: I dealt with it. But I dealt with it. You know, you just deal with it. Yeah. I had, the skin cancer yeah. went first, yeah. and then they had my heart operated on. You know, so it's so you just deal with it. And here Maybe I I've kind uh, of gone
4: to the opposite. I think I've gone to the opposite extreme because I have parents that really care, so maybe I care too much.
1: (laughs) That's very (laughs) possible. Yeah. See, this is why I talk about independence so much. like, just go ahead and do it. What are you afraid of? Don't be a weenie. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of which, I got to call him up and see if he's taking our bill. All right. Thank you, Diane. Okay. Thank
4: you, Greg.
1: Talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. What a wild day. Wasn't this fun? Well, I played everything, so I don't have to play a bunch of stuff now. I'm just going to play our, our ending musical theme uh, for today. But our websites, the one you're on, blogtalkradio.com slash action. Our latest, slightest site, writeyourlaws.com, W R I T E Y O U um, R L A W S. Our um, email, public email, greg at writeyourlaws.com. Um, we've got our sub stack with my new article on how to uh, have uh, 30 million illegal aliens self-deport. And that's at gregpangelis.substack.com, and of course our contribution site givesengo.com uh, slash actionradio That'll get you going. So, a little Beethoven to send us on our way. Back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Central Time.